Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 22 of Beer Not Just the Podcast Adjunct Series Quarantine Edition. This evening, it is just myself, but I have a fantastic guest. Now, uh, I was just saying on the live for those of you who are listening to the audio that uh, over the last, I don't know, what has it been, 22 episodes or however long that is since March, essentially, we have spoken to a lot of breweries across Canada, the States, Australia, and um, it's been really great to get the different perspectives and what's been happening to them during the pandemic and how they've been able to pivot and make it work. So one type, one very, very, very important, um, I keep I'm trying to think of the right word, I guess the sort of the whole, it keeps the beer industry running, are the specialty beer stores. So here in Quebec, beer can be purchased in the SAQ, the government regulated stores, but very few beers actually get sold through those stores. A lot of it is import, to be honest. Uh, and, um, of course, gas station supermarkets, um, most supermarkets often have a craft beer section, but really, really key in Quebec are specialty beer stores or Depeners or craft beer Depeners, I guess uh, they're sort of known as. Um, so they have been keeping people, uh, you know, healthily drinking throughout the, uh, the, the pandemic, allowing them to access beers that, you know, they're not able to, if they're not close to a brewery from, at least from across the province within the sphere of Quebec. So this evening... Um, I, I've been following these uh, this Depreneur um, since they opened. I'm going to find out exactly when it was. I remember it was sometime last year, I think. And um, I'm very glad to connect with Catherine Rue, co-founder of Cheers Boutique in Point St. Charles. Catherine, welcome. Hey. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. This is great. Thanks you, actually. It's good. Pleasure, pleasure. I'm really glad we connected. I remember we spoke. When did you open, by the way? In November. It yeah, was it was because I wanted you to come and uh, something just came up. But yes. anyway, we started talking about like industry and stuff. And then I think it's a good, good idea to just connect tonight yeah. about uh, online stuff. Yes, I'm really glad we did because I've been watching you closely since. I was pretty annoyed that I think it was like usually it was either work stuff or I was sick. I can't remember one of the two. I was super sick at the end of last year. It was mad annoying. Our client stuff or whatever. Yeah, I remember. it's part of you know you get to live how you want but then these things come up and you have to it's super annoying for us but i've been following you i'm really glad we connected at that initial point before you opened um i've been following what you were doing i've uh you know you, you're feeling a need down there because that area is quite exciting right now with a bunch of new breweries and you know and, and you feel like really uh, um providing the, the craft beer needs out there in the, you know, you've got the breweries, of course, but you make sure people get everything else in the area that uh, arguably was a little bit underserved. And the yeah. way you've pivoted during the pandemic has been one of the most impressive that I've seen. I've uh, used you guys as a um, sort of like a benchmark for how it should be done. I think it's super cool. So we're going to get into all of that this evening. I'm super excited. Um, now, I got to experience for myself today your delivery service, which is one of the key things we're going to be talking about because that's something that is like desperately missing in Quebec and you guys have been able to make sure that you're able to live at least within the Montreal area or great, you know, on the island in certain neighborhoods, but quite far from the store given uh, what you're doing. Yeah. I experienced that myself today. I got the, the infamous cheers pack. I love it. It's, it's super cool. It's, you can tell it's a stamp. It's, it's hand done. There is love in this box right here. Just and like it was fancy, actually, when you got it, right? <laughs> it was what, sorry? 
It wasn't empty. It wasn't empty. No, no, it was not empty. Sorry, because they're in the fridge. They ain't cold. Um, so one of the beers that uh, we are going to start with, as we were discussing what we wanted to drink tonight, because we do want to showcase the products that you sell, um, and we were talking about you know what you're into, and you mentioned this brewery that I have heard of. Uh, I'd love if you tell us a bit more about that as we uh, as we crack the beer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look at that so, one. So you never you never had one, right? No, I've never had any from Lang oh, Olsen. Well, I'm proud. It fits your first. Yeah. Break so your expectations are like very high right now, right? Oh yeah, you've set them high right now. <laughs> we're gonna have a few of these tonight, so uh, I'm expecting greatness because I trust your I trust your palate. So that's the that's the Mexican lager actually you're opening right now. I'll do the same thing. Yes. Which is so, great. I love craft Mexican lagers. Very very cool. Do you like Mexican lagers? I love craft. Well. Back in the day when we were doing the first part of the podcast for the first couple of years when uh, before we changed how we do it, we had a lightning round and one of the questions was, what's your guilty pleasure beer? Um, so like a beer you were embarrassed to tell your friends about. So mine was Corona, which is a Mexican lager. So mm-hmm. I've been seeing more and more Mexican lagers in that style being uh, brewed by craft breweries. And to me, that is super, super cool. So I was excited to try this one too because this is a, a huge favorite style. That I don't get to drink very often, so. No, and there's like this year we had maybe four that came out in the market, but like That's before it. that, actually, like last year, there were like no Mexican good Mexican lager in the market. Really? It just happened this year, and I discovered that style actually with Molten, and then after one, I knew knew like uh, Lyon Brew in Alma. Okay. Uh, it's a brewery in uh. Um, and they like they made one that it's actually very good, it, but it's more like zesty. It tastes a bit like Corona that one. Right. Whereas this one doesn't as much. Um, no, it's more like a, a big bread, big bread, Ooh, okay. feel, like a cereal feel, like a taco feel. Okay. I mean that's cool. <laughs> so first of all, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers babe. What are you drinking there? Oh, that's fantastic. Light, yeah. refreshing. What is it? Four, 4.6? Sweet. Just like... Sweet, bready. Kind of like in the corn. I guess because they have corn in them, right? But not in yeah. a Budweiser way. Like in a... It complements the recipe and gives the body that super light and but tons of flavor. It's like, it's like round. And what I like about molten beers, and if you taste the, the cream ale later on... Yes. So the cream ale is like the first one they put in the market. Okay. Uh, it's actually a corn and a rice beer also okay uh, but uh it tastes a bit like the mexican lager but a bit less cereally more like a yeah big bread fresh from the oven fresh something bread. like that i love it cereally i like that that's a good descriptor i'm just writing down the descriptor so for my reviews for later um definitely sure. cereal i'm definitely getting that um it's it's super light and um i've seen one actually that, that was uh they added Lime to the to it like super subtle, which was quite good. Exactly what I'm talking about from oh. uh, Alma. What's so extractor from Lyon Bleu, right? Bleu. Oh, I've, do you know what? Never had them. I was thinking of one from Nickelbrook in Ontario. They they did uh, one recently, but, but it's, the one I'm talking about is the same thing. Actually, they had oh. like lime juice, just to like have like that Mexican. Yeah, a little vibe to it, right? Which is like a nice, cool um, addition. And even like on the can, all the can arts that sort of Mexican wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Which is very very cool. Well, actually, their their designs are very cool. Yeah, it's so. fun. I like I like the consistency of all the like the bold colors with the 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 drawings and stuff. All the other ones have that too. And do you think it looks a bit like Mikiller? 
Like, yes. very, very like, you know, the other, I don't have it right now, but like, you know, when they, look at that one. Do you want like, to move it a little bit towards your face? Because the screen's cut in half. You can't see what I'm seeing. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's very McKellar. Yeah, that's McKellar. Yeah, so my gosh, it is. Time. I wonder if they would get in trouble for that. I know. Probably not. <laughs> I, oh, I, I thought, like, oh, it's, and you know, like that one too. Oh, yeah. That's definitely in the same style that they, um. That they do. This has got tetanang hops as well. It's saying here. Yeah, and you don't like we don't see it very often. No, not really. Um, this is great. It's super bright as well. Um, so we have a quick comment here from Louis Shasta. Louis says, "Hey guys, I was just there and I love Lenolton. I'm drinking the West Coast IPA, but next is the Juicy IPA Double. Woohoo! We're gonna get there. We got you. We got you, Louis. We're gonna be right there with you. So." Wait for us. Wait for us. <laughs> yeah, it's so the one that he's like drinking. Actually, is the first one we got at Cheers. It's the West Coast, so it's the red one, and it's basically like a very good West Coast. It's grapefruit, uh, a bit like caramel side, but it's still like a very, very good West Coast. Nice. I, I feel like the West Coast is slightly coming back a little bit. Um, sure. And I'm looking for the best one actually right yeah. now. I, like, Do you have any faves? Um, I mean. You know, like big juice is very good. Like the the big IPAs are always good. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm looking for like a clean, like a very West Coast. I went to Portland, Oregon, and you nice. know, like yeah, I've drank so much, and um, yeah, I'm looking for like a clean, not too sweet. That's the goal. That's like the main goal of like a West Coast. Don't want it to yeah. be too sweet. The sweetness is the problem, I think, with a lot of them. They're like they're just a little over, like a little overkill with the the malt profile and it kind of, I feel like they need to be more piney and, and bitter. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, uh, Boswell, you know? Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I think this is the best one I've had, like, okay. but they don't like distribute right now. But, um, yeah, it's a good do one. Can that one? Um, they, do they can it, uh, at Mabrasserie, I think. Okay. One, they don't do it yet, but they'll distribute soon actually with us. So we'll, probably have it soon that's amazing yeah um so let's get your story so let's go into how you personally got into beer and then we'll follow that through into how the the store came about yeah so it's a bit um funny because at first i didn't like beer i was the one yeah. in the the group that was like oh my god why are you guys beer? drinking beer <laughs> <laughs> um and then i started just like uh, drink some, yeah, Corona, I think. Okay, uh, always yeah. a good one. It's just like, like when on Passio or whatever, when it was so hot, it was the only time I could drink beer. Did you put and the lime I started, in it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Key, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I started to like like cream ales and stuff because it was like a, and a creamer, was more like easy to drink, no bitter at all. And then, you know, like all the, the cream ale, like Saint Ambroise and stuff, we know, like it's very easy to drink. I used to love it. Yeah, and I've, I've uh, found out about Réservoir. It was a, yes. it's a good brewery. I Fato, love Réservoir. Like, Do they distro through you, by the way? Or not yet? Uh, they don't distribute. No, At no, all. No. It's still uh, selling direct. I know they started canning during the pandemic. I haven't had any of their cans, but I used to go there because it's not far from me. I used to go but down. But something up. interesting we'll, uh, we'll be uh, able to talk about because cool. some breweries like, never planned on canning ever, 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 and then they did it because they just tried. Uh, no choice, but, right? uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But um, this specific brewery, like, uh, for example, they made that cream ale. It was a classic version they had, like, 10 years ago. They opened, like, seven years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago, not seventy. And then uh, I tasted that cream ale, and it was like the best beer I've had. It was just perfect. So every Friday, I went back just to drink it. Anyway, so back and forth, my friends started to like make me drink some brewery beers. I said, you know what? That's the cool thing about breweries that just to go there, talk with brewers, talk with people that work there, and learn more. So uh, I had more like the learning part of that. Right. So, and I started to taste everything, everything, very open about it. So anyway, so I said, you know what, there's nothing like that, ha like the, that exists to help people discover breweries, to go there. Hmm. So that's why I found it in uh, 2016. I founded uh, Passport en Fru, that it's an app just to discover breweries all around Quebec. Yes. So it's basically just an app where you can go and just opt, like you get one beer and then you start discovering, talk with the people. And my main goal was just to make people connect together. So the breweries, the brewery teams, and the people. And like you go on a road trip, you wouldn't have gone otherwise because you have the passport. So we just started to see people doing that. Like they started to leave Montreal and go in Quebec City and then mm. in SPZ just to discover with the passport. So we like were winning something. And That's it was cool. for myself too, because like I went to the breeze, I said, you know what, like I wanna have something that makes me like go everywhere and discover everything. So I met Nancy that was working for me, so my partner Nancy. Okay. And uh, we just clicked so much, we were so good together. And then we met Matt, that is a developer. That guy is that guy has a brain. It's insane. Like a, uh, a developer, like a software developer or a property? Yeah, like a software, software. developer. Okay. So, uh, and then she's very good at marketing. She thinks, she thinks outside the box. I love her thinking and together we're like fire productive. So like the, we met just, uh, everyone and we decided like that Pascal was good, but we weren't able like to touch cans or to talk with people because when you go to a brewery, like, my thing stopped there because I gave you the passport anyway. So we started like having a few beers on Fridays, just talk about what's what's next, what's what's gonna happen, what how can we help the beer industry? And basically that's the reason why I started wake up like waking up every morning. It's like how can I have an impact on the brew industry and what's the problem they're facing and I started to get more like uh, get to know everyone in the brew industry. So five years later, I know everyone or almost. And then uh, I start to talk about why you're not selling online. And then I discover like it's not like Ontario when you can, mm. or Portland where you can too. Quebec has some yeah restrictions that um hold the laws. Yeah, it's ridiculous, so, but yeah, we'll yeah no. So we just started saying, you know what? Why did anyone just started to sell beer online. So we made some research and then discovered that we had, like we needed like a local physical shop to do it. Um, and not only you need that, but you need to develop your own tech. And you know what, like you cannot just have like, a Shopify to sell beer because the, the main challenge of this, it's to connect your stock online and offline stock because when okay. you want a beer, for example, you have like that beer in your cart, you don't want to lose it, right? You right. want to keep it, and I don't want people to buy it at the same time as you. So it's a bit like a challenge. Mm. Anyway, so with Matt, uh, with uh, that brain and Nance, we just decided to say, you know what, Let, let's go. Let's be the first one to try it. Um, 
And we thought it would be very long for people to understand what was like the concept of buying beer online. But um, I think uh, they understood very they got it pretty quick. Easily, yeah. That's <laughs> so great. that's it. So we're very happy and like mm. uh, very like we're happy to, we did it. Like in November when we just launched it, everyone was like, "Oh my god, why did like you're the first actually?" So I said yeah. Right. So you're the first in Quebec. Just to clarify, you're the first specialty beer store in Quebec to offer purchase legal purchasing of craft beer yeah. online yeah the first yeah the first beer like the marketplace that can sell any beers that we can have in the store we can sell it online and deliver it so we're that's pretty insane. happy uh, that's amazing so then the, the, the question around that is what's the is there is are there any restrictions for like right now you the way you deliver and we'll get into it i'm sure but like uh, based on area within montreal because you have your own delivery team are you allowed to package them in boxes and ship them across the province? We're not. No. So, so how, what's the how does it work? Uh, actually, what's very hard in Quebec is that you know, like beer mail exists, but I mean, I cannot have like customers all around Portland or whatever Vermont asking for the Quebec beers and just sold them because once it's in Post Canada or a third party, it's not legal. So. Like okay. all the delivery team we have, they need to be on our payroll. They need to be uh, on our em team, paid by or, us. Okay. Can they be contractors or just employees? Um, it's hard to tell because it's like hold laws, so it's not like written because contractors probably It's never agree areas, but anyway, what we understand, what our lawyer understand, is that it needs to be like your team paid by you that so they are on our payroll like we never took any chance about that it's just like our payroll so you wouldn't be able to ask for example uber heat to say okay you know what just like go and yeah. i think that if that would happen that's another thing like it's a it's a bad restriction yes mm. but if all the third parties in the world can deliver beer in quebec i think that would be a shit show How so? honestly so um you need to be not only like a good team of delivery, but like a, a team that knows beer, that like, you know, you want your client to be taken in charge of, you know, even though you're like just delivery, delivering like beer. So mm -hmm. the experience starts in the shop, but also online. And then we want to keep it till the end. So yeah, I wouldn't give, anyway, I wouldn't give, like even though we can do it with a third party, I think I would keep my internal oh, team. From you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, th I think it makes more sense. I like, like in Vancouver, I've got some friends out, out there and I know they're allowed to have, um, say, Uber Eats. They can't mm -hmm. go to a specialty beer store to pick it up because they have that there as well, but they can go to a restaurant. They're allowed, the restaurant's allowed to sell um, food and then cans or bottles or whatever. And in Ontario, but, but that's, that's through Uber same. Eats. I think it's the same in Ontario. I'm not sure if it's through Uber Eats, but I know that like you can go to a restaurant, you can buy a bottle of Jack Daniels with your chicken wings like it's crazy but here actually with the restaurant like if we for example in like a coffee shop that sells like wine and beer and stuff and food yep. then, then it works because people can just come and take out for example tacos and then bring out beers at the same time but the third mm. party cannot just come and then take like the wine for them just that's, the, that's wine. the main difference okay i, I like yeah I, I actually i agree with you in that sense i think it's better because you have a team that's knowledgeable about the products um, and it makes it sort of, I guess, it makes that experience more authentic 
that you're dealing with, if, you know, the person you can explain it to you if you need it and stuff like that. I get it. And we could say that for food too. I mean, like, but I think that if we, like, this happened like that, and I think I would keep it like that. And, you know, like, Uber, it's, it, it's good for many things. I mean, food, of course. But I think it's more like in the, the Quebec DNA, just to love that, okay, I, I think like, I know they're from Cheers team or whatever. Like, I feel that it's them that they're, like, I think it has an impact or if you're ordering again or not next next week or whatever so right even when i was i was researching when the pandemic first started so you had this even going back to november is that is that correct yeah so that's the thing we launched it like exactly that same concept so people are like uh as you thought and everyone thinks it. they're like oh you you changed your model and yes we changed some like the flow is not where we was like we changed everything and like the team with is like growing at crazy but our basic concept that we wanted to talk to people about was like, yeah, we offer pickups and deliveries and you can just order and like 20 minutes later, it's at your door or it's ready. Right. So, um, and it's hard. We thought, uh, you know what, like when we first launched, we said, you know what, it's going to take like one year, one year and a half just to uh, educate people about our team. And then it helped us a lot. Like, I hate to say that, but it helped us for people to understand what we were doing right. when they found out about Cheers mm-hmm. in March. Right. Okay. So I wasn't aware that you guys were doing the delivery. But as I was, I was looking into the, uh, when I heard depth, I can't remember where it was, but I started just checking all the websites of all the different um, specialty beers. So there's a few of them that are chains here. Obviously, they've got multiple stores and things like that. Um, uh, I, yours was the by far like leads above there were some of the other ones where you just had to like submit a form and just request a couple of things which was one way to do it some of them you can tell felt like it wasn't completely um, up to date but your whole online experience yeah um, is exceptional like I've never seen anything like that I didn't expect a beer store to be I felt like when I was looking on that I was like oh you just got this in like it didn't feel like oh like it's a it's a challenge for you to um, or it was like oh you got this new Sir John in or the new Knowlton and you didn't put it up there it's just whatever was up there before and you go to order it and at the end I'll be like oh this is out of stock or something you know what I'm saying like there's something about it that felt um, accurate and timely and stuff so was that how how have you guys dealt with that challenge because I imagine you'd be getting stuff in daily or regularly yeah. at least um, and that that is another thing we can talk about but. Actually, we have, for example, like 200 beers, like maximum on our website. That's why we won that because it's, it cannot be supported by the website just because it's our choice, actually, um, for doing that. But um, every day we get new beers and uh, we decide when we want to put the beers in because it's not, as you said, it's not a process that just takes one minute like, okay, let's add the beer, whatever. We take a picture. We want a best description. We want to have like specific tasting notes we want to just have the brewery if it's new we want to do it like the right way and it's connected as i said with the stock so you know like oh there's two left um downstairs and there's one left in the boutique or whatever so you need to know everything so it's like a while in that process to do it so we just had like one person assigned to do this like all the time just to verify that that beer that stock that thing is like perfectly like entered oh, right. and ready to sell 
Does it does your uh, POS system integrate with your website backend? Yeah, we created the whole thing. So that's the thing. Like we created the tech, we created the POS run to that. We didn't have choice because if you want to know what's in your shop and what's like the physical part of the shop that's and what you have like virtually and you don't want to mix that up, you need to have like a flow linked with the POS. So it's it wow. becomes like a challenge and it's harder than it seems actually. Like when we hire staff, they're like, oh my God, that's so like, that's so intense. I'm like, right. yeah, but it's the way it works. It kind of has to be that way, right? Yeah, but we're trying to like to get it very easier and easier, um, the backend part. So, um, but we, we like, we're very proud and like, we're, it's still a working progress. Matt is like, coding his life every day. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't so understand sick. anything, but it's good. Like I manage it. But anyway, right. you have to. Okay, I didn't realize it was like a custom, like setup. Yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that's that is phenomenal. And we did it in two months. Actually, we decided because you know when you open like a, a beer shop, you have like two momentums possible in the year. You have like October, November for Christmas time, and you have like the spring moment. Okay. Otherwise, it's kind of dead. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. I didn't so, know that. So it's dead over the summer. Um, it's not dead in summer, but people just go away normally. Right. So if you don't open like spring, summer is okay. But people just like tends to like drink beer, but it's not the the busiest part actually. But we actually we open a second shop, so that's uh, something we will do, and it's the same time frame. So we um we that's just like, uh, it's plat it's in the same building as Boswell actually. Ah, so like East, East Plateau. Mm -hmm. So that will be able to deliver 99% of the zip code in Montreal. Wow. So because the whole... now we have like 75 or whatever. Okay. So then you've got your Point St. Charles, which is kind of like for people who don't know, it's like just south of the canal, mm -hmm. just south of downtown. And then the plateau is next to the mountain, I guess, essentially. So I'm, looking, I'm pointing that way because that's where it is from my window. Yeah. Um, but all the east, like the east, like, you know, where is the Stade uh, Olympic and everything, yeah. like Pinef and all the Rosemont, like the new Rosemont with avenues and stuff, all be, they will be able to be, like, they will be able to ask for beer and then Amazing. be delivered. So you can do all of that now. Um, you can do, like, a Hunsik, um, uh, like, in, but yeah. But that's the thing, we do it right now, but when we have like for example five deliveries mm -hmm. and we also have like the south, it's yeah. basically very like hard to get everyone just like to timely. be like the smartest route. Gotcha. So now that you've got two stores, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Congrats, that's so sick. I had I had no idea. So now you've got two stores, um, and you can cover between those two stores with those employees, you'll be able to cover all of that ground and maybe and I guess you split the uh, postcodes from pers by store, I would imagine. Exactly. Yeah. And when you order online, we'll be we'll post like uh, we're actually training you right now. It's like they'll know where you are, and they can, for example, like if you want a specific beer, and it's in the south, every day we'll have some drops, so you'll be able to get your beer anyway, or wait to tomorrow, for example, if it's too late. But anyway, you'll be able to know exactly what's where. So you'll never miss a beer, actually. And we'll have, like, delivery starts plateau, delivery starts uh, south, just to be more, like, smart. And, you know, in the winter in Montreal, you don't want to be, like, delivering one thing in the last island and then one thing in on, on sick. It's, like, yeah. crazy. So 
that's kind of okay. So you sort of like you figured out a bit of a system that allows you to make it um, logistically make sense for the businesses and for each store. Exactly, and for the delivery team, I mean, it's like it's kind of bad in traffic and like minus thirty, just <sighs> one plate for one delivery. Even though we will have every client, it's just like very hard and not like efficient actually in the right. flow. I love that. Um, we got Jorge here. He's saying it's Friday. Extra beers are a must. You're damn right, sir. He says, I got in a little late. What is Cheers Boutique? So maybe that's a good opportunity for you to do like the elevator pitch for, for, the, for the business. Sure. So uh, Cheers Boutique is uh, the first online beer store in uh, Quebec, Montreal. And uh, we do actually this the first same-day delivery of cold beers um, almost everywhere in Montreal, actually. So... Uh, and uh, very soon everywhere in Montreal. So we're pretty, very uh, proud. So you just have to go online, boutiquecheers.com, and just order your beers one. You can pick up in the boutique. You can go in the shop, too. It's a physical shop we have on the uh, 2035 Wellington uh, Pointe shop. So the neighborhood is very nice. It's you know, like yeah, it's cool. It's coming the neighborhood. It's very good. And, um, yeah, just, like, pickups is free. Delivery is actually just five dollars for the same day delivery everywhere. Like and like you can be where doesn't matter. That's like so extraordinary. Four actually four p.m. to order your beer for the night, so it's pretty. That's like insanely affordable. Five bucks for. I got for even though you want like two twenty four beer, like right. it's perfect. Doesn't matter what it is. Um. So Jorge, just to explain as well that if you're not from Quebec, Quebec breweries are not allowed to legally deliver beer they can't you can't go and order craft beer online from a brewery here and get that to your uh, to your place so that's why cheers are fulfilling a need so he, maybe it'll, uh, it'll change actually uh with the law soon and i want this for the breweries but i talked to uh i talked about it with the breweries i, I said what about if it changes like what about you can start delivering Mm -hmm. And they said, you know what? Like, we don't have, like, we're, this is not what we do. This is, like, we brew beer. We don't, we don't wanna... like, yeah, we don't want to code a system that, like, you guys do it. And, right. like, I don't want to be in competitor with my own shops that I'm retailing, like, that I'm selling my beer to. And then they say, what we'll do, it will pull a link on our website. I was talking with Keegan from Katarijin. And he said, you know what, we'll put like a link, like delivery, like if you want our beer in delivery, go on Cheers, you know, like, mm. and what's cool uh, about Cheers is that it, we're a marketplace with many beers. Like if you want to order Messerem, for example, you have only Messerem, so that's good, but like you want to discover stuff. So the discovery part is very our thing. That's why we do four packs, six packs, 12 packs of, we have like three teams okay. of um, packs, so the, the, the RP pack um the drinkable easy drinkable pack and then the discovery pack and it's very popular because people don't want to think like once they they, they trust us and they know like we do the a great selection every week like the best fresh stuff cold that they just trust us and then they they click for a pack and don't want to think about it so okay so that's what people can do you can actually just be like every week you could just have almost like a rotating order i want six beers every week sent to mm -hmm. me i don't even care what they are i trust cheers to choose them for me i want the discovery yeah. pack which means it could be a mix of anything i'm open exactly that's we have sick. a subscription thing that's we're the so first cool. one to do it actually yeah. that's dope um i want to uh, reiterate what you just said about the cold pack like these beers arrived in this container like cold because i was like oh i gotta make sure i get them in the fridge asap 
um, before the podcast, so they're cold. Mate, I didn't have to do anything. I washed them up because I make sure we wash everything, and they were already ice cold. Popped them in the fridge, mate. It's tasting is gorgeous. That is a very uh, a cool feature of that. I wanted to actually. I was going to text you, but I forgot to mention to you earlier. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy! Like, how did you even?" I imagine that was he didn't come just for me. He was doing other deliveries. So how, how do you guys? Do you have like, a, like we'll, we'll do it like for real. Like tonight, I think I had like forty deliveries, like something like that. We had two two drivers. Just okay. very like uh, easy night, 20 deliveries each. They were just living. And you were, I think, the fifth or the sixth stop. Okay. Yeah, he came. I know um, you said it was between 5 and 8. I think he came at like 5.45 or something. That's it. And now uh, he finished at like 7. and So everyone got his beer between like quick. 5 and 7. So it's perfect for happy hour or whatever. Mm. Do they have um, like coolers in the, in the car? They don't. So we tested some stuff because... You know, like having, it's our dream, having your car, like, free stuff, whatever. We could have had ice or whatever, but this uh, summer, when it was, like, 35 degrees, uh, we tasted, we tested, like, so much stuff and said, okay, is it cool, is it cool? And it was cool, actually, because the way we put boxes together, um, like, when beers are, like, just like that in the box and they're, like, all cold together, um, it, like, it's cool. It can be very cold for a while. Mm. Um, I guess it's good in the winter because the car is going to be freezing anyway. Yeah, winter winter would be good for that. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Like, I guess it's the radiant cold. Just but like, of... if we have like two two hundred anyway, if you have two hundred deliveries, like it happened in March on uh, the same yeah. day. Actually, <laughs> we were just like. Yeah, we were seven drivers and everything. So, like, a driver can like we don't want a driver to have more than you know twenty five delivery. It's bad after that. It's like not nice. It's just long and like right. So whatever. Like, we just wanted to be cool. Right, and that's yeah. Because I could imagine it'll start like the ones that are later will start to get cold and stuff. So I know, but we tested like that's interesting because even though the per, like the last person that got it at nine at thirty five in the summer was cold. So it, it worked. Just keeping them all together in the car. Like the way we put stuff and then we had it iced once, I think. But it, it all, like the worst thing, it's not about if the beer is cold or not. It's cold. It's the boxes. They're like melting. Yeah. Making <laughs> um, the condensation and stuff. Yeah, we had so much problems. So we made boxes, actually, the, the Cheers boxes, the new one. They're made from recycled, like, carton. And then it's just very, very like heavy thing that are like very strong but now it's not summer but anyway we, we're ready for next summer ready for it that's all you need i mean look yep. hopefully it's still a little bit hot for another couple of weeks but probably it's gonna it feels pretty full yeah, right yeah it can be snowing tomorrow actually yeah um <laughs> does oh someone actually asked uh do, do you have a background in brewing and someone followed up like uh, i've never but, worked in a brewery but um with like meet my half uh, to be like passeport and everything uh, to make people discover brewery. Like I've, you know, started to just read everything, just go in the brewery. Then uh, I'm on, like, I'm often there when they brew beer. So I ask every question possible. Um, but I think like brewing, like brewing industry, brewery industry is my life. And um, I didn't mention earlier, but when you asked my story or whatever, the, like the reason why I was in this, mm -hmm. um, I worked with, you know, in Montreal, there's a thing called SDC. 
It's like uh, social development, economic for every neighborhood. So okay. every neighborhood has like people working uh, so they can do events for the local shops to help local shops, actually. And it's okay. from the city puts money in the neighborhood uh, organization. So I've been working with them and that's where I discovered the reality of a brewery. And it's art because I was working on Saint-Denis Quartier Latin and where the Saint-Buck is and where La Mer Boire is. And then I discovered the reality is so hard when you're a brewery just to survive and you, you work so hard to brew your beer and everything. So I started talking with them and I love their story. And I think, I, yeah, I decided I wanted to do it. Like I just want to be the person that's going to understand the reality and then help them out with the tech because I'm good at that. Right. And with um, the marketing part and then the fact that we want to, yeah, it's traditional, but then we can, like the main goal of that is just to connect people together. So connect the brewery with the clients and get them to know each other, even though they're not eating dinner together. Right. We just want to, yeah, develop stuff. But so I'm kind of in the brewery industry because I've been like, I've talked, like my friends, it's very funny because like in Friday night say, you know what, I'm going to go out with my friends. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to go out with like Nick from Boswell. So I'm just going there, having drinks with them. So that's my life. I'm like, I love them. I speak like every day with Siljan, Bruski. I, I love those guys. I totally, I relate because I'm the same. I have no brewing experience either, but I'm just this no, proximity to it all. It. Like yeah, we, just, we're in the universe. And you just become friends with a lot of people because you just have such a strong shared interest. I mean, you're actually in it. You've got more skin in the game. I don't really have that because we're talking to people, but you've got like money on the line here in a different way. Yeah. And you're supporting them all. So it's just, it is cool. Everything you said is exactly right. We have like another vision, you know, like it's very interesting because sometimes it's like, uh, Milton is very near Danam. So it's like 50 minutes driving. And I'm like, so you guys just talk to each other often. And Toby from Milton is like, no, I've never been there actually. Oh, since wow. I'm brewing, I'm like, okay, so I brought beers from Knowlton. I just drove my car, like, you know, Knowlton, guys, like, he's just around the corner. And they said, oh my God, that's very good, whatever. So I want to talk to him. So people, like, they tend to be in their brewery and just stay there. And, like, it, it's okay because they don't have time. But, like, yeah. the beer industry is good. But I think it's our job for you and I actually to see that and just to make that link go between every breweries and every every company that works in the brewery industry just to be very linked together even though we don't have time or we don't have, that's our job actually. That's our job to make those connections. That's such a good point because I always saw myself as like, I'm like, what could I do with the network that I have to help? Like I don't care about what I get out of it, but if anybody ever needs to know anybody, I'm like, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I don't know, I'll I'll connect you, no problem. And I've been able to connect a lot of people and I can, everything you're saying is resonating strongly because it seems yeah. like even though we're doing different things, the end result is very similar because you and I, now we have a strong network of people in the industry that like, if you need to connect someone, I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to talk to the guys that done. I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of problems. I'll connect you through that. Like stuff like that. Like that's cool. actually realize it's our job because like sometimes we think they know everyone, but the breweries often like hang out with, this, with the same brewery and they don't even know what they're like for example Toby Nolton every week he comes in our store and he's I'm like what are you brewing this week and he's like oh I'm brewing like a red ale say like, okay take every red ale from other brewery that I have drink it 
and know them just to do like to know what you're brewing like and like, comparing to the market yeah. not to be better whatever just to know what's what's up research. yeah that's dope that's actually really cool that's a really smart way to do it um louis is also saying he is Oh, okay. I don't know why he's apologizing. This means some very strange. I think we got we got some spam in the comments. He was just apologizing. It's okay, Louis. It's not your fault, mate. Don't worry about it. This is what happens with live stuff. Um, I feel like we've been getting in the conversation. We need to get the Rallabuck. A hey, yeah. this is uh, I haven't had. This is the latest batch. I guess which batch do you have? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's the same one as me. It's zero six zero seven twenty twenty. Yeah. Cool. Same one. But um, they, yeah, they've, they've they've done it once actually. Oh, okay. So this is. Oh, I've had this before. So in the can, the one in the can I had before was same batch, probably. Then, if this was only the only one. Uh, I think they've made it just once. Okay. You got it twice. This was a set. Well, because Paul Andre, who's their rep, is my good friend. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I yeah, yeah. Of course, you know Paul. Paul knows. You're, I was going to say all the things you're saying yeah. reminds me of Pierre. Oh, yeah, he has the same role as yeah, us. Yeah, he has the same role, and the reason why he's so good. We were just at Rallybach with Alex last week. And I was telling him, I was like, bro, you made the fantastic decision to hire Paul. Um, he know, like Everybody loves Paul Andre. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. The kind, yeah. super kind. And, uh, because that guy cannot be mean. Like, it's impossible. He's yeah. just nice. He couldn't be mean. He's just he's too nice. He's just the nicest. And I was like, people, I support, and not that I didn't know anything about Rallabach before PR worked for them. And now whenever he drops me stuff, like, here's a new, I'm like, I make sure I want to cover them stronger because I like him so much and I'm like, bro, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to put it everywhere. So I was very happy when we discussed this beer because I mentioned I had some in the fridge. You're like, ooh. And you I have was a- impressed because that's the story about the, the tidbit is that they sell it every like time at the boutique like there and Montreal don't get any so I was very happy you got it because it's one of my favorite yeah. beer actually. So, like That's a fun story. It's uh, it's for people who don't know. It's a nano IPA. It's two point five percent, but it's got my favorite ingredient, lactose. Um, in it, team lactose. Are you team lactose, Catherine? I am team lactose. Hey, I knew I had a good feeling about that. I knew you would. Be. <laughs> um, so this beer is. We were both saying this is probably our like both of our favorite low ABV beer because it's got the most flavor for the least ABV. Like, I don't know what the hell they did to make it taste this good. For, uh, Honestly, it tastes like some of Sessions oh, uh, a Cheers. Mm. It tastes like some of Sessions right. I had in my life that are like 4 or 5%. Right. No, totally. And that's the scary part. Like, normally when you get this low, it starts to taste like carbonated water, which is, I like that too. But this really still has a strong profile. Um, there's a nice sweetness because I guess there's not enough malt to give it a sweetness, so the lactose gives it a bit of body and a, and a bit of that sweetness that you're looking for. Um, great hops. I don't know if it tells you which hops they use. Not really. I think it has because I want to know always everything. Uh, mm. uh, the can is insane. Oh, it's so good. Really, yeah, really say, good. We should ask Paul Andre. Yes, I should ask Pierre. Um, he, he would definitely know, but... Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Rallabach. I'm really glad I discovered them from that. A bit so, like Simcoe and stuff. Yeah, it definitely tastes like fruit. It's got to be like a... Yeah, Simcoe Amarillo, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's fruity. It's even better than the first one they made because it's actually the second one. So you said it was in a bottle. We were talking about this the other day and you were telling me a story. Do you want to tell the, the story we were talking about? Yeah, actually, uh, when we opened Cheers, we wanted uh, to have like an exclusive beer that we will 
uh, sell okay. only at Cheers. So we wanted like something different, something that a brewery would say, you know what, I've been thinking about that, it's a funky idea, I want to do it. So we uh, talked to Alex from Ralbuck yes, and um, he said, he said uh, you know what, I have an idea, I want to do like a nano IPA. Right. So I said, okay. So he said, it's going to be in the bottles. I said, okay. okay. Five, like 500 millimeters, bottles. I have 100 cases for you. I said, okay, that's perfect. It will sell. We're the only ones sell that. Yes, that's like the bottles it was on before. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, scientific so making. Yeah. And I was so excited because you know, like I love cool. when like the beers are low um, alcohol, but they taste so like so much. Like my favorite types of beer are session IPAs when they're like dry, 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 and then like very, very hoppy. So yes. that that's my like that's my thing. I love that of it. So. When he talked to me about it, he said it's gonna be very hazy, lactose. I said, like, Oh my god, that's gonna be a thing. You know, like <laughs> and people in you know in the holiday you drink so much that after that it would be perfect because people would want to just like discover beers that are like low in alcohol and then refreshing. Yeah. So anyway, so we got one hundred cases, but when you're like new in the market, I mean <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> one of beer to cases, it's a bunch. And mm. not only we did that, but we bought Two other beers that are 100 cases also to have three exclusive beers. We wanted to go big, you know. And everyone like in the shop industry, like with, that has like beer stores, they said, "You guys are crazy! Don't buy like, you won't sell those." And we did actually. But anyway, that was the hard part. We we did, but nice. that that was like, you know, people love like big IPAs and stuff. Anyway, so I was the one that drank them. All? <laughs> all, I bought all 100 I cases. I just had like last week a bottle of. We did a comparison with my uh, with my associate. They were like, vanilla. It's a bit citrusy. It's weird. And the new one was like, oh my god. Right. So anyway, so it was good, but it was a bit a bit watery. So right. and we know like it's normal because you have 2.5 percent. Yeah. Please, please, this is. one, it's not. No, so, it's ridiculous. This beer it's, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It all. doesn't make any sense. I think we <laughs> made a mistake. Anyway, yeah. uh, they, like it should be like four four point one percent or something. Mm. So, um, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so anyway, so that's the story. And then we were so happy to like to start it in the market. And then they called me, and Alex said, "We're doing it again." I said. Oh my God! I just I just sold the last one. So like, great <laughs> like, yeah, we'll do it again this summer, and it's gonna be better. It's gonna be in cans. I said, okay, so let's let's have it again. So I bought. That's that's the funny part. I bought so much, and my partners were like, oh my God, why what are you did doing, you Catherine? <laughs> again. So that's my beer. That's actually my beer. Like, Nano, it's my beer. So I love it. So I, I was pretty happy when you said you got it. Is it exclusive still? No, no, but we got like 20 cases, then other store got like one or two cases. Okay. So um, we were pretty happy because we started the old nano, like, to the thing. Right, perfect. Now the, um, I don't know, PR, like, regular just keeps me up to date on all the um, Rallybox stuff, so I make yeah. sure I cover it in our thing. So I hadn't maybe, I guess it was in July, I think you said it was in July or June. Canning, maybe it was yeah June, and they said it was like a small batch. They sold everything uh, yeah, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Okay. Like they, like I asked for it to go in Montreal for the twenty cases, but like it was hard just 
for them to sell it because you know like this summer was crazy for the everywhere like guesties and everything they just sold like anything and that was the hard part of this summer like Saint Pancras for example in Bécamo they wouldn't be able just to distribute in Montreal because they were selling so much because people were traveling there um mm. in turn Quebec like the whole summer so like right. was our just for, uh, all the breweries from in the regions like of uh, Quebec was very 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 hard to distribute in Montreal this summer mm. that makes sense we we actually just went to Gaspé last week as well and we never would travel that far in Quebec but it felt super was safe busy? was it like so it, was, it wasn't super busy because we went I guess it was the day we left it was August 28th so it was very end of August we went to Quebec City for two nights because we worked with the tourism offices so we did two nights there we shot a vlog and stuff and went to a bunch of breweries and then we were trying to take a mini vacation even though we worked more than half the time but is what it is we at least were just seeing some pretty lakes and oceans and mountains yep. and stuff so we went to all the main, you know, all the we went to Rallebach after Quebec City, just because yep. I wanted to meet Alex and see the place and stuff, which was great. Alex is great. Yeah, he's such a good guy. I, I figured he would be. Um, it was cool. So I had to see the place, which was cool. But then we went, ended up going to Oval to just like it's just a shop, really, so just to get what they had. Um, I mean, or they had Nordette and uh, Louis something. Louis, it's like a Bier de Garde or something. I haven't had that yet. I had the Nordette, which was pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. We went to the both Picaraboos. One of the Picaraboos was like, I didn't have food, and we went to the other one. I'm like, oh, neither of them had. It. it was funny. No breweries have food out there because we were hungry and I wanted to eat. Like Quebec yeah. City, everyone did. Like like Montreal does. Like, so it was like tap rooms. You just, yeah, just, everything was yeah, just just drink. So both this one pit Caribou in Per Se downtown, then one just outside it. So we went to the one that's like right on the water was and watched them. Do you know what's not a sunset? You watch the moon rise. It was insane. The moon just like comes up over the ocean. Um, it was gorgeous. And we checked out. There's two other breweries up there: Cap Gaspé and yep, Frontabus. Yeah. Um, they were okay. They were fine. Um, but Pit Caribou was obviously. Then you know, we have one here in Montreal, so I've had a bunch there. Obviously, always fantastic. Um, what else did we go? On the way back, we went to Northrage. That was dope. Super cool. Oh, with that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. good. Um, we met uh, Louis Franck. Okay, I didn't. I didn't reach everyone in Quebec City. I I met with them for the yeah. vlog in Gaspé. I was like, I just if I meet with them, it's like I have to be there at certain times, and I want to chill. So I just decided not to. So I didn't get to meet anybody from any of those breweries, unfortunately. Perfect. Then, anyway, they're probably pretty cool. Eh? Trip, very relaxing stuff. So. Yeah, it was so nice to see. I didn't actually realize how uh, Cuvée Louis. Thank you. Actually, Louis just told me that it's called oh, Cuvée yeah, Louis. Okay. Um. It was super nice to go there, and what our problem was, is that, you know, people who watch and listen here, they know I'm an Anglophone. Both of us are Anglophones, so we were like, oh, man, what's this French going to be like? Like, are we going to struggle? But we just, like, we studied French here for a bit. We took an immersion course. We were good, like, seven years ago when we did it, and then now we kind of not so good because we don't need, we're in Milan, we don't need to speak a lot of French. But we're like, all right, look, let's just do it. Let's just go in. Quebec City was just like Montreal. Everyone spoke English. In Gaspé, there was always like one person that in, understood. <laughs> that understood, and we just tried. And usually, they hear us trying, and they're just like, "Yeah, what do you want, man?" Like, and we, I was like, resigned to the fact that I'll probably get a wrong order or something because I couldn't fix it. So that was fine with me. And I was like, it was such a lovely experience. People were so nice everywhere we went. Gaspé was so sick. I was, I'm very impressed. I kind of wish we went there earlier because we could have got to swim. 
It was like mm-hmm. we put our feet in the ocean and they went, oh, no, 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 <laughs> and ran out. But we went right. to the beach, sat there for a couple hours with a hoodie on, like it was cold. But it was just, yeah, it was really beautiful. It was nice to see yeah. what's, you know, the local beers. I brought a bunch up with me. I had stuff from Quebec City as well, so I was just drinking good. And yeah, me too. I have, um, it's, it's good just to bring back stuff and bring yeah. your Did real you chair. Did you go out there this summer? Um, I haven't been to Gatsby this year, but uh, actually I got stuff from people that went there, so I'm pretty lucky. Oh, you got this goal. Yeah, it was just very cool, and it was really nice for us to see. Like, I feel like the one thing that's interesting, and I don't know if, if you ever experienced it because you're from Quebec, but because Tiffany, my girlfriend's from Toronto, so her family's there. My brother, I, I moved to Toronto first, and I lived there for two years, and I, we came here. So my brother's still there. So we always go to Toronto. We go to Ottawa. We go to Vermont a lot. Um, we work with tourism officers, so we go to Virginia or Colorado or whatever, New York. And then we always just never go around Quebec. So we were like, you know what? Since like the COVID cases are pretty good out there, like let's just see Quebec. And we were like, man, we were so mad at ourselves for not doing it earlier. It is so beautiful and people are so nice. And there's no nothing to really be afraid of with the French. The only time we didn't get what we wanted was A&W in Quebec City. In Limoilou, in, in the hipster area. So that, that's, that's okay, then. You're so like, okay. And I was pretty impressed with that. I was like, oh, when we get to Gaspé, we are screwed. We had to go to, we had a flat tire on the rental car. We had to go to a mechanic. There was one dude who spoke, like the manager, spoke perfect English, got everything fixed. They took care of us. It was super cheap. Like, it was just like, a, it was such a nice experience. We were like, what is wrong with us? So we're going to... It's so cool for you to know that you can go there now because it's not stressful or whatever. You can just go yeah. and it's good. That that was the main learning mm-hmm. that we took out of like man, like especially Quebec City, two out two and a half hours away. I know, and you mm-hmm. can go there for like a weekend, just come back. Like once when you go, you know, like Tam, like we've been, yeah, uh, yeah, we've been going there just to take the beers and then come back from uh, for uh, because don't deliver, and uh, we were doing it like in the same morning. Like that just, makes sense because it's so easy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, like very fast. You put on a podcast and just go. Yeah, that's it. You go, well, literally, one one Joe Rogan or something, you're there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, everything was, was pretty close as well. Like, if you're doing brew pubs, it's even closer. But even if you went to, we went to the St. Milo production, I guess that's probably where you picked your stuff yeah. up from Nocturne. Exactly. We I think it's one. good when you see it, like when you can smell. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that smell when they're, they're brewing. Super cool. And they had those, oh, I've never seen it before, the glycol lines, the pink. Yeah. Uh, because they had clear pipes, and we were like, "What's the pink stuff?" And he was like, "Oh, we saw Brian. We met with Brian, and he was um, he was like, yeah, it's the glycol.'" I'm like, "Oh shit! Like I've never seen that at any brewery ever, and it just looks so cool because they had these little like green lights underneath the the um, what's it called? The brew, the brew. Uh, what's it called? Where they brew the shit? Where the, where the the kettle and stuff is? Um, okay. you know, I'm talking about the little platform where you walk on the platform and you have that's where you actually mash in the. Why am I having a, a blank? Whatever, the place where you actually brew it, and they had green lights under the thing, so and then all this pink stuff in the ceiling. <laughs> the printers. The brew house, brew house. Yeah, was the brew house. Oh, yeah, okay. Just the specific brew house. Sorry, I don't know why I had a blank there. Um, it was just, yeah, super cool. Like, I was just very impressed, and I was really impressed. I think that people from Montreal, like, if that's who a lot of our audience might be that, like, Quebec City was just so deeply impressive to us. Um, like, we are certainly going to be going there regularly. And it's cool. Do you have a lot of stuff? I, I imagine you would have a lot of stuff from all around the province in yeah, the, in the store, do. right? But definitely for that, like this summer, because I talked to you about the fact that it's hard to get some stuff because they sell everything mm. uh, at their shop. But 
actually it was okay like we got yeah we have like all like i said 100 percent local stuff so we yep. have just beers from quebec like i know collective art is pretty very good charlie is good but and we love them actually but we just like we wanted to keep it 100 percent because this is another thing about cheers uh we choose very wisely not because something is good or not we don't like it's just because we want to like take the, the in charge like the client and be very like specific because when you go some like in some places and you find like eight thousand types of beers you're just like oh my god i'm anxious like i'm gonna leave right now <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i'm gonna cry like it's very hard so anyway so when you like you come at cheers you have like for example m like maximum 150 beers and stuff but it's it's a lot it's yeah, a lot it's a and lot. each beer in at cheers is like tasted by uh, all the three partners and it needs to be approved we like we made jokes about cheers sealed but uh, approval, it needs yeah. to be like very approved and not approved only by our taste but just like we know we have a market for this or we know this beer is unique for this or it's a classic because that we we like we need a story that's mm. that's point like we need when uh like someone that sells beer just come at me for brewing they're like oh you wanted my beers and said okay what's your story what's your values where where are you from and he's like well, have a blonde beer, a red beer. I'm like, okay, but what's the story? He's like, we drew beer. We were brewing beer in our garage. I say, okay, that's that's the story, but tell me more. And sometimes it's hard to get some like good mm. stuff. And they're like very like they don't understand why I need those answers. But hmm. I have my answers at that time. You know, like I need to know where you're from. Why are you waking up in the morning? What do you brew? Why you brew it? Oh, I brew only New England IPAs. Okay, why? Why is that? You have a unique way to do it. Um, and I don't want people to be such special or whatever. I just want them to feel confident about their DNA and why they are, are in the market. Like, mm. they need to be confident or in their story, actually. So, um, so that's the main, main, main criteria we're looking for when we work with a brewery um do you have like a soul in your beers mm. and after that we can explain that specific story to the client to the customer and then they can bring that home and that is the thing we do like we wanna when i said at the beginning one just make a link between the brewery and the client is that like telling a story and then people understanding the story and say you know what that story like i feel it connects with me and then I'm gonna buy all of those beers, and then I love the DNA of that brewery. Then we won. Not about like a specific type. Oh, I love IPAs, okay, but I think you love like a brewery more than a style. So that's like every brewery has like a specific signature, and we want you to know which signature you like. So that's our main thing at, at in Cheers. Like when you just come in, even though you don't want, you don't even know what you know. Like what you need, or what you know about after. beer, yeah. we'll just start from there. Actually, I love that. That was a good episode name. Maybe beer with soul. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, I would. Like, yeah, I would work. Do you know what? Yeah. I think that's really interesting that you just said that. Um, everything you just said sounds like it's essentially um, advice for sales reps. Really, like if you're coming into a store, make sure you can tell the story 
of the brewery. I know you're not the owner. That that's good. But if you you need to know where your owner are from or what what are you even like? Why are they in the game? Why are they doing work this? Here, actually. The what? Say that again. Like as a like when you work in a brewery and you sell the beer, like Paul Andre. Yeah. He works there because he knows that Halbach has the same value as he has. Like mm. is so he knows that when he wakes up in the morning he's like, I love Halbach, it's like real stuff, they make funky stuff, they love to have fun brewing and it connects with me. But mm. if you're just working to sell beer that you don't even know yeah, the soul of the DNA of that every product, then you cannot sell beer, actually, or you'll sell beer, but it's you'll sell beer to places that don't have like that priority. But we do. Like it's important for us when we have a beer, a can, we say, you know what, buy this, buy Knowlton, and they're like, oh, what is Knowlton? We can't explain something. We have juice, we have stuff to tell. And when Toby, that's the funny part because every day Toby walks in because he delivers beers. Like he lives in Belder, so that's the thing. He brew every day in Milton, but he lives in Belder, okay. and he just goes by every day. He passes by the boutique and he delivers beers, or he just walks around so and he's with the customer. Mm-hmm. Like he has, like he has, like a moment at the same place as everyone, and he just sees people buying his beer. It's actually very nice. Right. So that would give him like, oh yeah, wow, and then he can actually see the real time, like people purchasing the beer and maybe understanding their reasons behind it and what why it's attractive to them and stuff exactly it's not complicated i mean i won't like i don't need to speak like five minutes to talk about this beer here i just need to like know why this beer is on my shelter why why, why this beer is on my uh on my website there's a reason why that's what we wanted with cheers not just have like every beer oh have a new beer coming up okay go no we just want to know why so we don't have like as much breweries as other shops maybe because we chose them wisely. So breweries are like writing to us and we're very happy to talk with them all the time. But actually we want like we prefer having like a smaller, fresh uh, thing that just changes every day than having like a bunch of every brewery that just stays in the corner and just anyway, so that that's our way to see stuff. Um, we uh, so we're pretty just happy to tell stories. Yeah, that's crazy. We're storytellers. Right. Be a storyteller. Another good episode. I'm just writing these down as they come up. All of a sudden. Um. So then, how? What would be? Just to sort of re, to to put it like very simply, like what would be the 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 criteria that you decide that you use to decide which breweries or which beers you would stock in the store? Is it the story? Is it um? The, the oh we don't have many stouts right now let's get more stouts these guys have got stouts or is it like customer demand if people keep asking for a style like man people want the style we need to get it in like how do you sort of make that decision um first yeah sure if like their values connect with our values uh we if we can just talk and say okay you know what guys let's let's do it together let's work together we don't sell it like we don't see it as selling beers more like it's a partnership, right? It's, okay. it's something we, we do together. If you don't brew, I don't sell. If I don't sell, you don't brew. So that's something very important here. Right. Uh, after that, we need to, yeah, have something very, like a variety. Like if someone just goes into the New England IPAs, but he's good at it, 
And there's a reason why, like, for example, we know, like, Sildan, we, we know what's the next release. Like, we know what's the type of the next release. It's either a stout or a juicy IPA. And it's good because they're good at it and they want this. So that's perfect. So that that's something we're looking for, like, in our fridges. We don't want to have, like, only IPAs. We don't want to have, like, only stout. We're just looking for something very balanced. So um, another thing is that if they're able to very, like, act fast when we need something, uh, it'll help. Like, for example, when it happened, the COVID situation, um, there were maybe four or five breweries that were delivering, like, 10 cases each every day because we were missing beer, and they were so reactive and helpful that we started to make, like, greater connections with them. So it, that kind of thing that I support you, you support me, uh, I think it's it's worked a lot for us. Mm-hmm. And another criteria would be, yeah, just the type of beer and, like, do you, do you have your own way to do stuff? Like, when you taste the beer, is it something not only just funky, it can be classics, but if you do classic and you own the style, you do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something very important. I like that. Okay, that's that's really good. So then to follow on from that, I think there's basically nobody in the beer world who is as tapped into the variety of customer, like actual drinker tastes than the person who is at the specialty beer store. Yeah. Like a brewery will only have certain things. They just know their products, but you know the, the, the industry and the province as a whole. What other trends that you're seeing as far as drinkers what are people wanting right now what do they come in and ask you for what are some of like if if there's random things that are kind of funny and like oh you want that like smoked beers or something like or is it like everybody wants a damn new england like what's the kind of where's the quebec drinker at right now um actually of course there will be for a bit again like and it's good new england is like yeah i think maybe um it's the third Right now, people that just come in the store and they're like, I want an IPA, I want it. Yeah, the third. Um, But other people, they started like just easy drinkable stuff. Not not only for the summer, it's just something that is a trend. Lagers, like German beers, like Pilsners, Kolsch, uh, even Goes. Like stuff that are just very like crisp clean cereals like it's something that is not just for oh it's hot out there i'll just drink a pilsner no it's something that just is like the mexican lager we we just drank like it's it's something that comes in the market and every like for example like i love session ipas but since six months we've been drinking just like like crisp beer the crisper it is the better it is like it's right. just what's and the the trend is it becomes for my customer like customers are asking we we have that pack like we've created a pack for like Kolsch pilsners and very like beers that are just like so crisp and before it wasn't like that it was hard to find like a good local pilsner I actually. agree it's something that changed lately recently in Quebec like this year alone I was, I was gonna say this is I I never I've lived here for eight years now. And I've always sort of been a little bit critical of, of Montreal and Quebec beer. They didn't have everything. They had certain things that were done well, but it was mostly farmhouse or like crazy barrel-aged stouts that I was just never really super fond of. So I was always going everywhere else. And I can say, I've said it to multiple people like this week, nowhere in the country is better than Quebec right now. Every single style 
that you want. It is done here as good, if not better, than stuff in the States. Like, all the stuff. I agree. From the Livest like to Hayes. Like, two or three years ago. It, it like, was good, I, but it's not the same as now. No, right it's not now. the same. And have you been to Portland? Like, yeah? Oregon? No, I haven't been to either Portland, to be honest, unfortunately. So I'd like, I'd love, a Great Notion. I've had beers from Great Notion, but I've never been. It's crazy, right? Put that on your bucket list for next year, maybe. Yeah, all the year um, after. <laughs> I've, like, I've drank the best beers, like, almost the best beers in my life there, but, like, it inspired me to say, oh my god, I wish Quebec was like doing Portland. that kind of crispiness or whatever. And I found it here. this year for the yeah. first time. So I think we're okay. getting there. All right, good. I'm glad that if you are agreeing with me, because I feel like you've got to be exposed to more beers than, than arguably anybody. So that's really Yeah, really that's from good. the customer too. Like it, They're it's, saying the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like, say, if you want to say, like, the, the the one thing I really always felt was missing from Quebec was, um, it was always the, the lagers and, like, dry hop lagers, crispy, and all that across the board. Um, and all the trendy stuff, whether it was New England. I mean, the Bar Canada had been around for a couple of years and they were always doing good, but I'm talking, like, even Montreal. Um, until Masorum or Nabruski last summer got their own system, like, those two alone were just dominating. Then Sir John, I guess, I don't know how long they've been around, but then they really came strong. Now Gallicus. From up and got Noah doing killer yep. stuff. Um, the crazy, weird, like smoothie sours from Brewski and from the Sorum are just out of control. Like, I mean, I went to, I've been to not Portland, but like Colorado had all the best yep. stuff there. Vermont, obviously, we've all been there. Um, New York, Virginia, Pennsylvania, like all of that stuff. Went to Tired Hands and like the Vale. And the stuff from Brewski and the Sorum and their smoothie sour crazy shit, that is as good as the Vale stuff. And that to me no, was like, that's oh, where it comes from, you yeah. know, like, yeah, they all have been inspired by that. Yeah. So that's good because they're because inspired by is cool, but it doesn't always mean they're going to nail it. No. They've nailed it. And that to me is like, you don't need to go in. And like, we can't go there right now, but like, you don't need to like everything is here now. Now, is it hard to get? Yeah. So, so that kind of sucks. I mean, you can get, you know, some of the, the they don't can the smoothie sours or whatever for the most I know, part. But that's the thing. Like when you miss one, you know, there'll be another one. So yeah, that's not a big deal. Right. But it's no, just so no. nice to know that like across the board, everything's here and you're a place where people can go and be like, yo, like whatever you need, we pretty much have it. If they distribute and it's fire, we got it. And that's interesting because with the situation, actually, it would be very sad. Like, it's a good timing because, you know, like, if we cannot go to Vermont right now, yep. I would miss those beer. Like, yeah. I already, like, I miss those beer. But the anyway, like, I can feel that we have something to hold on to here and we're proud of. Yeah. Not just, like, in standby before I go to Vermont. I know that the next surgeon I'll, I'll drink is, like, as good as be fresh and good and balanced as vermont do so that's 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 good yeah 2020 is a good year for beers even though it's weird to say it's do you know what it's been we've been saying that too it's been good for us for our business it sounds like it's been good for you it's been good for a lot of breweries and and all of a sudden we've just it's almost like they've had people have had more time to like lock down and make these beers that maybe they weren't doing before and it's kind of like all this like i think it's an accumulation of Maybe the brewer, because a lot of the brewers who are forward thinking, I know the guys from Bruce, like Derek and, and, and they, Derek specifically with Zach, the other brewer, they, they traveled a lot. They've gone Massachusetts and New York and Vermont, blah, 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 trying to get the crazy stuff. And they've brought that back, that they did that a couple of years ago. 
and now they're just executing constantly, and it's just better and better and better and better. And it, stop! They don't stop. They, they just don't stop. Doing it all the way. And they're not like they're not letting the older. The the thing about Quebec it was always a very traditional place, and that's that goes across the board with every single thing about this place, and it's part of what makes it so special. With beer, it was something that always kind of bothered me because I was like, well, yeah, the traditional stuff is dope, and you've got <laughs> newer breweries like Silo. Um, uh, like JP. That's the thing I want to talk about. Like yeah, Silo please. is the one that understood that the trend would come. Right. Because when he started like four months ago. Um, he opened right as a He launched like six months ago. But anyway, yeah. he started like a year ago. He, he, started, he talked to people about, I want to do German beers, lagers, whatever. Like uh, Louvain, Pils Czech, whatever. And people were like, you don't get it, man. You need to do IPAs, like, and it's it's like he did he did IPAs in a way to respond to market, but like his best beers are the the beers that are like is sold because he wanted all the time from Sucursal, he wanted to do that, yeah, Walsh and stuff like that, and it's he's killing it actually right now. I've heard. I actually haven't tried them yet, but I've interviewed him twice on the podcast. From the circus cell and from Bira. I'll give you some by delivery. You need to taste silent. Yeah, I, I definitely need to try them. He keeps sending me like the pictures of them and stuff. And I was like, yo, I, I got to get this stuff because it just sounds amazing. And I know that he was posting recently about the that check thing where it's like all foam, like like literally yeah. the whole glass, like except for a little bit at the bottom is foam. And I guess it slowly recedes. Like, I love that he's doing that because when he made New England, we did the episode at the circus cell, excuse me, like two years ago. Yeah. And he had a New England, and it was okay. But he told me he's like, I don't, I don't like this stuff. I'm just doing it because I have to. And it's never good. It's never great, I guess, when a brewer is just like, oh yeah, I have to do this. But it's, it's like, just like you said that the German style and the and the Czechs, because I know he traveled out there. I think it was last year. Yeah, there's a whole hey. bunch of Quebec people went out there, and they yeah. were like, I feel like I can't remember who else it was. Like I think Alex from Chantlieb. Pia went out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, JP, a bunch of people I remember keep following along. Like, man, this looks crazy. We were supposed to be there right now too, like, except for COVID. Um, like, I was really excited. I wanted to go to Pilsen. I wanted to go to Munich and, and Bavaria and stuff and see this because I was inspired by them. But it's very cool to see them come back and be like, nah, man, this is what I want to make. I'm going to do this stuff well. And this stuff is the new trend, actually. Yeah. And you, it, it made me think about, do you know Point Carré, like the restaurant? Sounds uh, extremely in familiar. In Chinatown, it's like... Oh, it's, the, isn't uh, it like a beer bar? Like a really cool beer bar? Yeah, it's kind of a beer and a wine bar with fermented yeah. food. It's kind of amazing. Have and they are so good to choose like the best lagers, Kolsch, whatever. Yeah. Like, and before people were like, okay, but what? Like, is it just blonde beers or whatever? But Ooh, this, very the, different. you know, this is a trend. And they make yeah. like laggers, competitions or whatever. They, cool. they are amazing. And it's a not only a great place, but the beers, I know they don't brew, but anyway, the, the like the selection they make is, is exactly. based on laggers and Kolsch and German stuff. And it's kind of crazy I, I think it's the it's not the next new england because it never like it's another thing but it, I, I think it can be at the same time like it can be something that grows in the market um next year and you know like it can stay for a while oh for sure i noticed that quebec was slow to get on that trend it was really big in ontario it was really big in vermont for a while 
Um, still is, but Quebec was super slow. But now Quebec is like on it. It's, it's fantastic. I'm loving it. Yeah. And I think you're 100% correct. The New England's not going anywhere, but at least locally, I think that people are getting it. And like before, it was annoying to me that Quebec was behind in all these trends, but now it's almost like Quebec being behind has made them better when it comes to now. Like all, I think it's all the learnings and maybe people start traveling and realize and then they're able to tap into that knowledge base from yeah. everywhere else. And now everything that's coming out is just insane. It's, and I think it's going to stay that way. Like I, yeah. I have a feeling that we're on the right track to just like push sure. and push and push yeah. and find like the, 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 like just be better actually. And be one of the, we're, we're a beer city. We're a beer country. We're like, we become like a place where people can travel just to discover, like they will travel to discover Beer. Yep. Like, we're a beer place, actually, and yep. I love this. It's beautiful, right? Um, yeah, it is. It's time for the Full Origins and Mess Around. Thank you. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't have the one you have. I have this one. Oh, you one. have to do. Nice. Oh, do you want to move it just towards your face a bit so it's on the other side? Just, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Not so doomed that pretty. And you know what? Like the reason why I love this one so much is that I, I bought a four pack when they released it, and it's a. Uh, DDH Pale Ale, and you know what? That's the thing. Like, it's five point six percent, but it tastes like eight percent. So oh, you're yeah, so you're saying it's six, right? Uh, uh, I think it's a six even. Correct, you're right. Yeah, so it's not that it's not that intense. So, and I want to know if you taste uh, the fruit I was tasting when I okay. had it. Now, is this brewed by um? Like, it's brewed by Four Origins, right? Catalogia yeah. and then Mesa went there and they brewed, and we got it in the south. Uh, we got, I think, 15 cases. It went just like crazy flew, online. Right? I was so excited. Thank you so much because this was uh, like on my huge list to get. I thought it was gone. I thought it like sold out super quick. And Yeah, it was sold out in like 20 minutes. Jeez. So, do you know what was interesting? Because I know Mike and Keegan and then the guys there. Um, I love, I know initially this is not what they wanted to do. Like they did not want to make haze. So, I love that they ended up making haze. And... Uh, Doing they, wanted well. to do, they wanted to do like another type of beer. Yeah, I know, and I guess they could have end up having to do it. I really love their one with um, uh, Labodage. I forgot what it was called. The, the pale ale. Oh, that? Town Dam. Yeah, yeah, that I, was it's crazy. my favorite one. It's so like grapefruit. Oh, sweet. I love that. It's perfect. Yeah, that one was fantastic. Right, let me get the photo because I have not had this one. I'm excited. All right, here we go. I wish I would normally take it with you. It's just I've got lights in front of them. It would ruin the, uh, the shot. Oh, okay. So it smells super like... What I wouldn't sometimes confuse dankness with like overripe... Sorry, it's overripe fruit, but I would sometimes confuse that flavor profile with dankness. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's pretty round. It's just very like... Yeah. It's peach? Definitely had some peach. Ah, nectarine. Yeah. That's nectarine. Nectarine. Wow, yes. That's wow, just that's like a, a... a smooth juice of nectarine. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. Do you know what? It's funny because it's got the peach vibes, but it's almost like peach and nectarine because it's like peach is so soft and such an undertone of a fruit. And it's kind of watery at the same time because it's not like something... It's, it's not super I, juicy. the beer is watery, but the peaches are watery in life. Yeah. Like it's hard to put in a beer and you almost have to support the peaches with something else because it's like it doesn't always sometimes it does but you probably got to put a shit ton in for it to be able yeah. to 
like it becomes expensive because like you put more fruit in the beer actually. (laughs) That's what was funny. The um, did you ever did you try the Imperial Brew Juice 100% Raspberry from um, Brewski? I I got I got it was like one of the first one they made, right? I it was like a couple weeks ago. It wasn't. It wasn't because it was. It was Imperial. So, mate, did you have the Imperial with that eight point five percent? Oh no no! I got the one with uh, seven seven point five percent. Okay, so then they must have done a ramped up version. Did they an Imperial? Yeah, an Imperial brew. It was only like maybe two or three weeks ago. So I traded someone for it to get it, and I it was forty percent raspberry. So four hundred grams per liter of the beer. With raspberries, which means like, it's literally almost fifty percent fruit juice. It's insane. Um, I thought that was you super. In- Pardon? You had a can, or I had one can. Yeah, I had a um, this dude Fred, who was a top bloke. He's a just, he follows us on the podcast, and he hit me up, and he he mentioned he's, people just sometimes. Say, I imagine it happens with you. People just like, yo, if you tried this, and just send me pictures of beers. I'm like, oh, I have it. He's like, yo, I've got two cans. Do you want to trade for them? I'm like, yeah. So I gave him some stuff I got from Ontario that he couldn't get and to make it fair because I haven't been traveling, so I haven't got as much tradable. Oh, stuff, like in your fridge that you had, like. See, the thing that happens with the difference probably between you and I is that if you get beers, you can you can just drink them. If I get beers, it's it's work. I'm not complaining, but if someone if I get sent beers, there's, there's documentation that has to happen for it to be valuable. A lot of, like even when PR gives me the rattle box, like that's just enjoy it. I'm like I'm not going to just enjoy it, dude. I'm going to make sure. I use this to promote your product because that's the point, right? So people are nice, but really that's what it's for. So I've got stuff. Sometimes I get more than one. I don't really ever need more than one or two of any beer. I just don't need it because I've got so much to go through because of documenting things. So if I've got extras, because I I can't give away what I have because I'm required to do stuff with it. So I usually sometimes I'll get a four pack. I'm like, well, I only need two of these. So I could trade it to somebody, which is great because then they'll probably post about it too. So that helps the brewery in yeah, addition. Yeah, once you have like two of them, it's good. But like, I mean, like it's good for people, other people just get them. Yeah, I don't want to, like just like with beer people, we all want to share the love, right? Like if I got more, I'm not, no, none of us are greedy. The beer flow is unlimited. It's like, I'm yeah. never greedy about it. I'm like, if I've, you know, I got one of these, I wouldn't give this away because it's there anyone to have. So I've, I've got it, you know, I want to try it for myself. And yeah, I want to when you it. have like a four pack, the thing we think about is just sharing. Totally. hundred percent. Exactly. So, you know, someone was this nice, this guy, Fred, super cool guy. He just offered to do it. I was like, yeah, I would love to try it, man. So I just grabbed it off him. Whenever, I think it was not too long before we, we left, so a couple of weeks ago, but that they've been doing non-stop like Bruce we've been knocking out the brew juices the, they did the cheesecake one again my friend one of my friends is obsessed with them it's, the keeps, yeah, it's kind of a, they're doing they're it pretty crazy. well I thought we'd be on today actually we have like a I cannot talk about it but we have like a special project with Bruce okay any any hints um Bruce will maybe be brewing with another brewery for a specific Anniversary Cheers beer, maybe. Now that is fantastic. You heard it here first, guys. Keep an because eye out. Actually, I'll send you one. Actually, okay. the thing is that, you know, like, this is something I want to talk about. Like, yeah. brewery, uh, like breweries like Reservoir, Brewski, Boswell, they cannot sell online, right? Because they cannot distribute because mm-hmm. of their permit. But sometimes they cannot change the permit even though they want to. Um, and then... 
it's hard because those breweries, I love their story. I love them. I would like to have them on their website. So the laws uh, are very clear. We cannot sell those growlers or beers or whatever, even though they have cans. Like, because they've all started to can stuff just to go at home because they wanted to make more money of this. And it's smart, but I cannot take those and just sell them. Right. So the way we found to put breweries up front, even though we're not buying those cans, is to, for example, for our first uh, year anniversary scoop, um, we have, for example, Boswell to work with another brewery we love to make a beer. So Boswell will be in that way on a can linked to a specific type of beer that is very good for cheers. And then they will be somehow in the market on, on the shelters, on the, you know, like in the, in the field so people can see them and say, you know what, because what's the, what's the goal of a brewery like Boswell Reservoir and Brusky is that people can go there, right. can go there, live the experiment. I know it's harder these mm. days, but like just to go there, spend money, yeah, live food. the full experience as they can. All three of those places have amazing food too, by the way. That's that's the thing. So I it's like I dream about that. Like I'm like out <laughs> me find a way, like legal way to help them out. Right. And I talk to them those guys every week and I'm like, ah, they're like, No, we cannot and like I know but I wanna help. So the the way we found was like, Okay, so your reservoir, your Boswell, your Bruski, go there that when they can distribute and brew with them, have fun, meet them. And then we'll have you both on the cans and we'll yeah. have so much cases. You'll be able to not only have like a good marketing, but just put your brewery up front and we'll write, there's a tap room that an amazing food and you can go to there. So this is not like a free way just to like, and it's not free, but just like a, a nice way just to promote those breweries that don't have any, like not any chance, but right. for example, Ruski don't want to distribute. It, it's not in his model, and that's perfect. But when I said, you know what, do you want to work with this brewery? He said yes, and then it's another way. It's another thing in their portfolio, you know. So yeah. I, I'm pretty proud of that. It's very good. That's super cool. And that's really kind of you to to do that. So just the people who aren't sure what like Catherine's talking about here. So like. Brewski, Broswell, and um, Reservoir all have the type of license. They're all the kitchen license, so they're not really allowed to distribute the beer that they make on premise. Even if they can here, they can sell from the tap room. Even that is a relatively new thing, if I'm not mistaken. They weren't always allowed to do that. Is no, that right? we so it's new actually that it's they new. can. Okay, from is that because of COVID or is that? Uh the growlers were allowed, but I think like the canned stuff wasn't allowed. Whatever, like it was very complicated. Weird, yeah, there's some sort of strange rules, but basically that they'd have to um, brew it at a brewery that has a license to be able to distribute the products that are. Um, it needs to be like industrial. Exactly. So like my brasserie or Oshlag who are contracting and things like that, they would have to do it there. So what you've been able to do is allow them if they collaborate with a brewery that has that industrial permit, they can put two late two the, you know, this um, beer in collaboration with Brewski, Reservoir, Boswell, whatever, on the can, which allows them to, because even though Boswell brew their stuff at their space, their facility, they do the ones that dis, that's distributed elsewhere. I, I think it's Ashlag. Do they do Ashlag? Uh, it was my brasserie, but uh, my brasserie. they, they stopped brewing there. 
But okay. the, the good news with uh, Buzzwell mm. is that uh, they will be able to distribute because they have uh, a new permit. Ah, they changed ah. it and it can take a year because the city has to vote and everything. It's a so community. It's, like, it's, uh, anyway. The usual so, nonsense. Yeah. So they changed it for January, I think, and they will be able to distribute. Um, and we're working on the project together, but anyway, they wanted to open, like, they didn't want like, to open a shop, a bottle shop like we see in uh, Vermont or whatever. Right, right. But, like, we opened just right the corner, so we'll, we'll be, like, their shop, actually. So we'll so find a way to put together. That's so cool. That's really, really cool. I love that, that that's your mission. I think that's very altruistic and very... Um, uh, it's kind, but it's like you, you comes from a good place because you're like, yo, I just want this. If everybody wins, then you are like a, a key part of that infrastructure that helps the breweries win. So if you're able to sort of like talk them into doing things, they're like, yo, man, like you need to, you need to, you know, start distroing and like you can help them work through that web of nonsense, like at least or encourage them or just whatever you need to do. Like that's super cool that you sort of use your knowledge to do that. Yeah, and you know what? Like, what we found out, and it's natural. But when you put some, like, when you put some energy in the beer industry in Quebec, the thing that I love about it is that it comes back. And right. I don't do it because it comes back, but it always finds a way to just like you feel it. Like you yeah. feel like you know. Anyway, you know it because you do it too. But yeah. when we talk to those brewers, or when we go there, the amount of energy we just get in it's like it's like a drop you know it's like yeah. something you fill up it's like adrenaline cool, eh? and yeah. then you just start helping them and it works people react like they, they want it they want more and they they just they're like oh my god i've learned something or thank you so much you made me discover that brewery i want to go there again and i know it's not like it's not money but i think it is at the same time so it's like it's more than marketing. It's just like a way to do stuff and to believe in stuff. And they, once they get that you want to do this that way, they, they just get you in their family. And yes, I think I'm in the beer industry. I can say that. Like hundred percent. Not even the question. Um, I'm going to touch on that. Got a couple quick things. Uh, redheaded beer guy. What up? What up? Thank you for coming through. Daniel, shout out. Shout out, brother. Uh, he said, sup. Loved a bit of depth loyalty when I lived in MTL. So my friend Daniel, he's in Vancouver. He's my main uh, friend out there. Hello, Vancouver. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? So he, we do some trades and stuff. He comes back often because his business partner's out here and his girlfriend's from uh, Sherbrooke. So he comes oh. back. Regularly, but yeah, he lived in Verdun, so he had like the some good uh, depth load. He go to the same places, so we understand what it's like. You go to the depth; they know you. Like Daniel, bro, you're back here. I know you love this. Look what we just got in, and it's that relationship. So it's you taking the relationship, which is interesting because you've got both sides. You've got the relationship with the industry, as you just described, and then you've got the relationship with the consumer, who would come back That's the and best position you can ever have. It's actually it's quite powerful when you really think about it because you are the one influencing the industry and you're influencing the consumer by sort of what you believe in and like you've obviously got this you know real passion for it and you believe in the industry and you know what what's good and what's not and what breweries like really come from a good place and are making good stuff and and so on and so forth so it's really cool that there's a place that people can trust because that's really what it comes down to exactly and once the brewery trusts you. Then if you have feedback from the customer every day, 
every day again and again, then you can feed the brewery that don't even have time to get this connection with the, the public, actually. No, 100%. So my girlfriend's drinking wine. I was like, what is what, what that color? It looks kind of like... It, it, it looks like a brown ale. Yeah, like a Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir? From who? Pinot Noir. Flat rock sellers. Is it, is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's just because, like, that's a, isn't that a like, strange color? Mm-hmm. It just like looks like it's a brown tinge, not like. Purple. Yeah, it looks red to me, but I guess. Yeah, now I can see the red tinges, but just yeah. the brown, if it looks like that on the camera, yeah. too. I was like, what is that? Are you drinking yeah, like some liquor or something? Like, yeah. But yeah, no, like, that is. Not that, booze. No booze. No booze. Um, <laughs> no, that is super, it's super key. And I know what you mean as far as like. That karma just feels the thing about beer that like I think is so great is in every other thing I've ever been involved with my whole life. It's very competition. I'm not sharing my secrets, my knowledge, my network, anything with you because this is this is my stuff right now. This is like I need to keep it keep it close to my chest. Whereas beer, it's like yo, know, you could call another like the breweries always say. I call another brewery. Yeah, have you worked with this yeast before? What can I do? Oh, I need some Simcoe. Do you have some? Like yeah, no problem. Like. Stuff like that that does not happen anywhere else, or say like Catharogen, you guys, and then Misorum, they're not. No one's mad. Like Catharogen were not mad that Misorum moved close because then you've also got um, Santaven as well. Yeah, and it has like values to the neighborhood. That's it. That does one value to the neighborhood, one hundred percent, and then two, the way that beer works. If I'm like, oh well, there's three great breweries here. I'm spending. I'm I'm going to go there at three p.m. I'm going to be there till ten p.m. because I'm going to go to all three breweries and spend the whole afternoon and evening there. Yeah, like, it's not like coffee shops that just like, for example, coffee shops like it's it's the same community, or whatever. But if you go to one shop, then you have coffee. Maybe you want to go to the other one just ten minutes later to get no, coffee. You know, but in the brewery industry. That's something that's pretty nice because you just go there and you want another one because you're just more thirsty and you yep. want to discover more. So then that becomes like a theme specific to the beer industry and I love it. It's so cool and it's just super dope and it's cool that there's just so many interesting, um, how you say it, like there's different roles in different places for people like you, someone like yourself and what you guys are doing and someone like us and what we're doing that like we can actually contribute to the overall thinking and the way that people do things and sharing that information and the contacts and and just and, and I feel like the brewing the actual people who own the breweries like not necessarily rely on that but value that and mm-hmm. it's something that neither of us really directly get anything out of but like you said it kind of comes back around in some shape or form um, whatever in whatever form that may be and it's just cool because in a world where everything's like dog eat dog competition, everyone's butting heads and trying to do their thing, like it's just cool to be able to be like, Yeah, I'll help you, man, whatever. I want to help you. Please talk to this person like and, and do this stuff because I wanna see what comes out of it. I just wanna drink it. Give me a can, I'm good. And so I just wanna try it. Like you know, and I, I like that. There's something sort of so so like honest and like there's integrity in that and it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It just, they're just like everyone's just want to do their thing and then connect with each other and then like have a value added every time and then when they start understanding I've seen that like my favorite moment in the world is that when a brewery for example at our lunch like a cheers lunch yeah when like Boswell met with Catherine Jen for the first time and they just said oh I love your stuff and like for our was like 
oh my god, I love like your burger. I went to your place. It's amazing. <laughs> And that time when they just connect and they start talking and I'm like going away because they just like, let them do it. <laughs> it let the kids that, play. That's my that's my peril. Like yeah. it's kind of amazing. I love this feeling. Yeah, that is super cool actually, and that's a great that's a great explanation of it. Daniel is saying he is like for example, this Brewers Row in Port Moody. Have you are you familiar with that in Vancouver? Port Moody, I, the only one I went to was Moody Ales, I mm. think. So there's Moody Ales, but there's one um, area called Brewers Row, which has Twin Sales, Yellow Dog, Parkside, yeah, and Moody. Yeah, I went to Yellow Dog too, so they're all like connected, Next to right? each other. So that's one of the, exactly correct. They're all in the, I think some of them, two of them are directly connected. And then yeah, Yellow Dog are, and Moody Ales are like, I think correct. they're very like cool. literally, I think Daniel might be able to confirm, but I think the buildings are literally attached to each other. Yeah. But the mm -hmm. fact that there's and Twin Sales are, excuse me, one of my favorite breweries out there as well. And I love that they're all in the same area. They all collab with each other. And it's like, well, I'm going to spend my whole afternoon right here. I'll just drive to that one place or take an Uber, boom, boom, uh, if they have Uber. I don't think they even have Uber yet in Vancouver, which is hilarious. You might be able to confirm. Yeah. Last I've, I spoke I've, I've, I've been there and I, it's, Wow, I would go there like oh, tomorrow. Oh, Oh, and the other one. So Daniel lives in, it's called the East Vancouver. They call it Yeast Van, which is pretty funny. So there's 14 breweries in walking distance. Oh, wow. I so, love like, it. So, like, that is crazy. And I was, funny enough, I got a friend out there right now, and uh, she sent me a picture of a, a Moody Ales beer. And I'm like, yo, where'd you get that? She's like, yo, I'm in Vancouver. She's from here. She lives here. I was like, man, you didn't tell me. Like, yo, let me give you a list. So I gave her a list. And when I, I Googled it, just in case I forgot some. And I found that East Van District, and they're like, boom, boom. They're all like five minutes, two minutes, seven minutes yeah, what, away. What's the favorite brewery in Vancouver? Probably Twin Sales. Okay. Um, I really love Four Winds, but if I'm going to be other, the other two would be Superflux, because they're like the number one, I think the number one rated brewery in Canada, and uh, Boombox. Killer. Did you have That's, any? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah? You went to which one? Boombox? Boombox. Uh, I've been to Brassneck too. Oh, Brassneck are great, yeah. Uh, 33 Acres is... Their branding is they're... insane. Oh my god, their Instagram, I can look at it all yes. day. 33 Acres is that. Oh, that's Tiff's favorite. It's the best brewery Instagram. Brandy. I don't... Aside from uh, Allagash and Zero Gravity. Yeah. And 33 yeah. Acres are like some of the best... And I oh, guess Dominion City too, but like this... One of the... Like, the aesthetic like the, is... It's such a beautiful aesthetic. Great. Every time you just like put out a picture, I'm like, oh my god, like, guys. How did you do that? What did you? What happened? To you? I want to drink everything. Like that, 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 that problem. That they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're they're fire. Yeah, Vancouver and Superflux just opened a tap room. I think in East Van too. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was like yeah. a couple. Yeah, weeks. locations. Yeah, no, they have one look. They said so what they were brewing out of Strathcona, and now oh. they opened their own tap room finally. Because they're oh, essentially yeah. contract. It's um, near Brassnake, right? If I'm not mistaken, Daniel, can you confirm where um, where Superflux is? He'll he'll tell me. I'm pretty sure it's near him. It's in the, that East Vancouver district, which is wild because there's all oh, there's so many fire ones there. He was telling me about this other place. I think it was called um, Callister or something, and they've got like four breweries that kind of. I've been the there. One? It's yeah? very small and very good. And I met the owner. Is it, is, it is insane. Is that the one with four different breweries in the one place? I think I think very like it's walkable actually. Oh no, I mean like there's actually one place, and I, he Daniel will tell me as well. But he it was a um, 
A bicycle brewing too. Bicycle? Because bi there's a bicycle in Ottawa, but maybe it's no, 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 no. There's uh, it's not bicycle. What is it? Uh, okay, it's amazing. Their branding is you. You'd like that. Okay. Um, it's not bicycle. What is it? Keep looking. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Room. Yeah, I'll just look He's at saying, it. saying can confirm tap room not quite open for off sales and brewery is going. Okay, I thought the tap room opened a couple weeks ago, so. Maybe I was mistaken and read that because I thought they were announced. This is Superflux he's talking about. Um, Superflux. But the place that Calistoga, hang on. He said Callister is an incubator for three different breweries. So it's Callister. Oh, okay. So he sent me pictures of them before and it almost looks like a large homebrew setup. Like it's a little bit like homebrewy with the plastic stuff and buckets and, sh and stuff like that. So that might be the one, but... Um, I'm not sure. Maybe you went to a similar one? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, it's Electric Bicycle Brewing. I thought electric it was. Electric Bicycle. That's yeah. Cool. Where's that? In Vancouver? Uh, it's actually located in uh, 20 East Fort Avenue, Vancouver. Daniel, do you know that one? He, he's, he's my main Vancouver plug. He knows what's going on out there. And it's kind of a. I've just seen the branding. No, I haven't. I should take a look. Electric Bicycle? It's kind of. Yeah, it's Electric Bicycle. It's kind of. Crazy. Okay, it's you like that? It's your it's your style. I think you like that. Yeah. It's, um, oh, he said. Or like outside the box. Okay. He said he, he said they're local and he loves them. Uh, electric, and he said the haze there is fire. So that's why. It's, he knows, he it's knows a small people. place. Yeah, it's hazy stuff and sour stuff. Electric bicycle. I honestly haven't heard of these guys. Oh, this is funky. Yeah, Ooh, you like that. Wow, that's great. I love their Instagram. It's so colorful. Like they're wrapping everything. I feel like it's good. Yeah, I've been um, there. I bought a hat actually. Yeah, it's yeah, like a little a colorful thing. Yeah. The t-shirts are cool with all the patterns and stuff. Yeah, so I is, love the patterns. And this is super interesting. Like, it's kind of a, like it's kind of crazy. You yeah. know, like they. What I like about them is that they've been doing like the pastry stouts and stuff since like two years. Right. They were so like, like the before. first to do like the Ario pastry stout. Ah, okay, so they were, um, they were doing this, oh, wow, this is so funky, they did like a alligator, yeah. alligator aid. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. And the color is, like, when you go there, it's like very flashy paint walls. I like that. Like, I guess it's literally the opposite of 33 Acres. It, it's literally <laughs> the opposite, <laughs> exactly. This is just, like, so funky and, like, 70s, like... Mm -hmm. They, I just love in the photos. This is fascinating. I don't follow these guys. These guys are awesome. Um, where are, I'm just going to really, the bathroom's just there so I can still hear you. I have to go to the bathroom because I'm crushing these back. What are some of the other favorite um, beer uh, areas of the country and some of the other favorite breweries maybe, whether it's like any, just outside of Quebec, do you have any other favorite places that you've been as far as like other cities and breweries and things that you really, really liked? Uh, yeah, so I've been in uh, Oregon, as I said. Yes. Uh, otherwise, in uh, Vancouver, then we just talked about. Uh, I've been to Portland, and what I, I'm just going to open my map right now because I have some. Um, I've been to uh, Base Camboree. That is one of my favorite. That is linked with like a small taco like cart or something. It's kind of my place every time I go there. Um, I have also like. Uh, Ruse Brewing, uh, Ruse Brewing, that it's 
I have actually two. That's kind of weird, but I have two glasses on my desk right now that are like in Rosbring. Uh, I love those guys. They make like they make like German beers even like good than the, the big like IPAs they make. So they're just like so good at everything you do. But lagers, pilsners, Kolsch, and then. The double IPAs, AZ IPAs, so Rose Brewing. It's in just like it's more far away when I bike in Portland. Like it's 40 minutes biking, I think. But it's it's it worth the trips. Like it's kind of a yeah, I think the best the best brewery I've had in um in Portland. So base camp, Rose, um, and then uh, I don't know what else. In uh, there's so much in Portland. You need to go to, but I was talking about Roos Brewing. Oh, I heard every word. <laughs> um, so Roos sounds so, cool. Okay, so, uh, and the cans, if you take a look at uh, Roos Brewing Instagram. Is that R-U-S-E? R-U-S-E, yeah. R-U-S-E. It's the bomb. And uh, the owner is Sean. And he wanted to come in Montreal and he said, you know what? Find me a brewery. I want to do a collab. Okay. Ooh, so busy. I said, I'll, I'll get. so it was one week before COVID. Nice. I was there. Nice. Of course. So, uh, and they do, like, you'll take a look at their Instagram. They're so easy stuff, sour stuff, yeah. crispy stuff. They're my favorite in Portland. Okay, that's a big call. More so than um, and like Great This Ocean. is where the best, uh, I've actually drank the best West Coast IPA in my life. From Ruse, eh? Yeah, Ruse. Ruse, okay. Let me just check. I'm following, I'm going from BOS. I was already following the electric bicycle. Let me see if I'm following Ruse. I'm already following. Look at that. That's a good sign. Oh, this is fire. Wow. The branding is great. This is it. They, oh, wow. Look at these. Um, uh, fluorescent farm. Raspberry and lemon. Like crazy. I like, know. I know. They, like, they, they get it. I have actually ooh. one here that I brought back. You kept the can or you kept the bottle? The stash? Yeah, I kept the bottle for my birthday. They gave it to me for my birthday. Oh, that's dope. Jeez, this place looks amazing. Uh, oh, and the uh, Krispies too? Shit. I don't know where, but it was, it's good. They do, so they do like um, some, some good, good uh, like barrel aids bottle stuff oh, or something? Here it is, like the one that they gave to me for my birthday. It's a Love and Law Barrel Aids Golden Sour, conditioned on red tart uh, cherries. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I can gorgeous. wait to drink it. Is that like a um? It looks like a Magnum or something. Oh, uh, actually, it's a seven. Uh, seven fifty. It looks bigger than that. That's sick. Yeah, it's actually six percent. I can wait to drink it. I think I'll. They said keep it for one year, so I can wait. How long have you had it for? Um, March. Oh, okay. You gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. <laughs> I, I have. I have another one. Rather go. See, that, that sort of stuff is so cool to me. Like, when you get, like, things like that and, you know, tell you to save it for, for a good thing when they're, like, you know, wait another year to have that. I love that. Yeah, me too. It, and, like, you appreciate so much more, like, mm. moment when you just open it. Even though it's not that good that you thought it was just, like, the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about the, the waiting and, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a, an, 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 uh, an event. Exactly. Exactly. Do, do about you, it. Do you guys stock a lot of um, the barrel aids type of stuff? Like, do you get like the specialty stuff, or is it a lot of kind of 
hate, you know, like uh, the cans and stuff. Yeah, at first we wanted to do like a part of the shop that would be just like age barrel stuff, very complex stuff. But then we realized that people were just looking for good cans. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then we, we had some complex stuff like in the meantime, like a bowl section, okay. but not as big as we thought. Anyway, the delivery section took all this part, but uh, with okay. fridges because we keep everything cold. But mm. um, yeah, but anyway, we, we didn't do it, but we saw that people were just looking for complex, even though like imperial stouts, but it's in cans. People are asking for it. It's pretty rare that someone comes in the shop and say, I want bottles. Do you have bottles? And I know sometimes like people say that in bottles, it's more like it's good for the beer because it's more like it's well like kept and everything. Uh, but I think that a trend in two, like 2020 is that you want a beer that you can have like near just to drink uh, fresh from the can and you know it's the last batch and it's good and right. it's just right there. So I think fresh stuff won, like uh, from yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, I know it's probably like a bit more of an expense for you that might sit there longer. There's less demand for it. Like I guess it's probably a lot of um, – I was mentioning to you when we were talking about trying to figure out what to drink because I went past uh, Rallabuck. Alex had a bunch of barrel-aged bottles that they did for a beer festival that's not happening anymore. So he had a bunch of stuff. So I, I, he gave you a bunch of like their barrel-aged stuff, which I know is like super exceptional. But I was I was wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder if that stuff, like, in what they were doing with this type of beer, are they uh, distributing that? And, like, do they even distribute that stuff a, a ton? So. I think they keep it. I think they keep it. They propose it. But then if you – I mean, they're not stressed about that stock, I think, because they can keep it forever. forever. I mean, they're not stressed yeah. about, like, if they're – Whereas, like, this stuff is going to go down to die if it's not sold, so yeah. – but yeah, when yeah. they have like a barrel age, like I, as I have like so many bottles that are just like like working themselves and waiting <laughs> for me to drink them. But uh, yeah, so it's basically the main thing about bottles that it's good to keep them and wait yeah. for a great moment because you know what makes a beer, a bottle beer, it's just like the moments you drink it or yeah. people I think. I, I agree. Do you know what the pro I, I imagine you've, I don't know if you've got the same problem as me. I'm right behind the camera here. I have a uh, like a, a cabinet thing. And I've probably got all up between this and what's in the room, like, I don't know, about a hundred bottles that I've, un like, unintentionally collected. And the problem is, is that there's so many regular stuff that if I don't get to this, this is going to die. So this always comes first. So we're only, like, cycling. Like, I have my beer yeah. fridge also, <clears throat> like, that is just, we keep pulling stuff right. in the fridge and we want to discover new stuff. And then one night you're like, oh, do we open that bottle? But it's less like a reflex to go in the bottle section just to take a bottle and then put it in the fridge and then say, you want to drink that tonight? Yeah, we're just like, in like the next lager we had like or the, the new lager from the land. We're saying, hey, right. you want that? It has a nappy hour instead of the 10% imperial stuff. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right, exactly. And that's it's the never-ending conundrum of a beer fan and particularly people like us who are sort of have a strong proximity to the beer industry where we just end up with stuff. And yeah. then it's like, well, I can't drink it by myself. I'm not going to drink at 750. It's 11%. I'm going to die. Like it's not, yeah. 
And the taste is so intense that you like need you need to share this. Yeah, it has to be with a bunch of people. So and we don't have a bunch of people mm. right now. So. <laughs> right, because you got your partner, I got my partner. Like I said, Tiff's cousin who who works for our business now, so he's usually around and he's new to beer. So I'm introducing him to styles, but he likes sours. So I've been bust. It's great because I've been able to like I've got a bunch of um, I know Sean from Small Pony in uh, Ottawa. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So their stuff is great. So yeah. every time he's coming through and we're having a night where we're drinking, I'm, I'm showing him some stuff. I'm like, gosh. But you want to open it like with Tiffany mm. on a Monday, like just for fun. I mean, I maybe, mean maybe we would, maybe? but we wouldn't think about it as. Yeah, because it's so that. much. No, exactly right. Because it's such a commitment. Yeah. And it and like you, you kind of said, like it's like a, a moment and you kind of just feel like, oh, it's a Monday. I'm not going to open a whatever. 11, 12% percent I mean, yeah, imperial. Mondays are anyway because I drink beer all the time. But like, <laughs> it's like, for example, like, yes, I'll like enjoy it. I'll take the moment in. I'll like, it's going to be fun. But it's more like just easy. Like, it's like, okay, I have the fresh stuff just right there. If I open yes, like a. Exactly. Like I can finish this by myself. Before, like, yeah. okay, what's, what's happening right there? What's, yeah. I focus on it. Yeah. And you know, another interesting thing I was, I have, um, you might be familiar, my friend Noah Forrest, he runs beerism.ca, he's like a... Yeah, Noah, yeah, I, I met know, them at the QV or Oh, sick, do you know Noah? Okay, so Noah's like one of my close friends. He, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, we were talking about the time, like, I'm a late night or you're an early bird? Yeah. So I was talking to Noah, he's an early bird, he's got kids, so he's up at like 5, 6 a.m. or whatever. So he would always send, we have a group chat of a bunch of beer writers, YouTubers, beer writers and stuff that, that we chat every day. So he'll send a picture of a beer that's like a 10% tri- triple IPA or Imperial Stout at 4 p.m. And I'm like, I haven't even had my coffee yet. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, you're crazy. But he told me, this is, this is the secret. He's like, you go, like, I always have the big sugary uh, 10% beers earlier. Because when you, the problem that Tiff and I do, if she's in the mood of my name, you want a stout tonight? She's like, because she, Tiff loves stout. So I'm like, you want one? I'm like, boom, all right, I'll go in the, the, the cellar, bam, bam, put it in the fridge for later in the evening, and we'll have it at like 1 a.m. or something. And then you wake up with a headache because he said it's the sugar volume. Because if you finish with the dessert, mm. we do it like also here. We just like, oh, you want a stout? We start with the cream ale, then we go with the IPAs, and then we yep, finish yep, with yep. the stout. Of course, but, like it's a lot, but it's consecutive. Like to just start with a stout at four yeah, p.m. I, like <laughs> happy hour. <laughs> because it just doesn't of... make sense. Because you like, I mean, even if you split it, that that's a reasonable amount of beer and a it's lot of sugar. Not even like the 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 amount of like alcohol that it's intense. It's just more like the the beer itself, like the taste itself. Like for example, like. You know, the, I have a Sierra John, like, with orange zest, and they made for the first anniversary, like... Uh, is that the 1201, like a barrel-aged version or something? Or is that a different one? No, it's not. Uh, it's a 10% beer. It's actually uh, this one. Ooh, it kind of looks familiar. What style is it? It's an imperial style made with... Uh, uh, vanilla, cuckoo, like, uh, maple syrup. And hazelnut. Woof. Nice. It's it's kind of amazing, but it's ten percent, and you know it's not it's that intense. Like split in two, it's just the taste is intense. Like you get enough 
after half. Yeah. Like, it's good. That's the point, though. You're so right, because you just, like, it's not even the alcohol always. It's like, do you want 500 mils of this intense, sweet, thick, rich chocolate? It's, it's like, lit- like, it's yeah. very, like, yeah, yeah exactly. So, you, you, like, I wouldn't have a can on my own. I would just... And it's like, oh, no, no, no. And you don't want to waste it, because you have to have someone to share it with and that's why we end up with sellers because there's so many beers you get this bottle like ah sick i'm like oh okay it's 750 or even if it's 500 you're like how who can i share with oh no one's gonna share okay well i guess i'll put that back tonight and then it happens over and over and all of a sudden you got 150 beers sitting there like ah shit That, that's the thing. Like I bought, you know, uh, Bordage. It's a yeah, brewery yeah. from Nolte. Yeah, yeah, I bought the, the anniversary whiskey imperial stout. Which one? The whiskey's imperial stout they made for the first anniversary, and it's kind Did of they one? yeah. Oh, it's, really? Yes. Oh, that's sick! I didn't know they did that. Nice. Did that. So I got that like two days ago. We went there, uh, and you know. It's a whiskey imperial stout, so you don't have that. Even though, like two people, it's it's hard. It's a lot, eh? It's a seven fifty too, right? You just want like a sip of this. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you just need like a hundred mils, like like two like two ounces or something. Like yeah, that's why I bought it for the cheer steam. Like just everyone just to cheer up. That's and smart. Just take a sip because two people and that is. It's a lot. What's the what's the yeah, oh, next day? <laughs> oh, you'll have a headache. What's the ABV? Like ten plus, probably. Oh uh, yeah, nine point five. But actually, the whiskey taste I think will yeah. be so intense. It's overwhelming. Did mm-hmm. you have um? Do you have the Sir John Black is beautiful? Oh, uh, I've had it. But you know what? The Black is beautiful is the same thing as what I showed you, just minus the orange zest. Ah, uh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I, I brought one to get with uh, with me to gas pay, so I drank it there by myself, the whole five hundred mil, and it was okay. I oh, was it. It was okay. Fantastic, but Perfect. I was in the mood for it. I prepared. That, that's the thing. You need to be in the mood yeah. for a beer. If you're half in the mood for it, it doesn't work. It's not going to happen. You have to be like you have to commit. This is like a big. <laughs> it's a big commitment. I know what I'm drinking, and it's <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is what it is, and I did it because I was like, all right, I only had one or two beforehand with some food, so my stomach is full, I've only had a few beers, I'm not going to have anything afterwards, I'm going to do it, because Tiff wasn't drinking that one with me, I've got a couple, i got a four pack, so I'm like, i got more in Montreal, let's do this, I want to take a nice photo there while I was in Gaspé and stuff, so I was like, alright, boom, let's do it, and, I, and it was fine, it was good, but it doesn't always work that way, and that's, no, that, it doesn't. I, I don't like wasting beer, even though it's infinite, and it keeps coming. I still don't like wasting it because the problem that you and I have is that we know when I, if I'm like, oh, I don't want any more of this, I think of the person who, who made it. I'm like, oh, I know that that Every person. Every millimeter in a can is work like they worked so hard to yeah, put that thing. Yeah. And you don't want to ever disrespect that, even though it's always around us. There's like this mental block that you never want to drain pour anything or. Or, Something that you like, I I'm a big I, I won't say that I'm a big drainer like in life because I love to taste every beer from every country, every brewery, everything like every like have when I have a chance to get a brewery and then I drink some stuff and then I want to taste it and if it's not good or I want to test something that I think ah you know what it's in the shop and I don't think it's fresh enough. I'll taste, 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 and then just like drone it away. But something like that's different. 
I agree so, with that. Like Sirjan or something that is, they work so hard doing it. And I know it's something like um, very, like they tell me a story about it. Yeah. Like uh, it's going to be harder. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Cause I had some people like, Noah was one of the ones he's really like because he's like the OG of Quebec beer writing so he's really like helped me a lot so he was always like man if you're not feeling this just get rid of it I'm like oh man nah I'm not going to do that and then sometimes if I have a beer I'm just not feeling it it's, it's but it doesn't happen very often because I think people like us and you get to know yourself like you yeah, get to know you know what you oh, like I want a lager I want something very oppy I want something very fresh or you know yourself so you won't like you know, you know your thing. When you discover, that's the thing. When we're in the industry, and then people gives us, like they gave stuff. us so much stuff. Then yeah. like we can try it, but drink every can, everything at the same time. Sometimes like we we would be can, a balloon. Like, we would, five, six, seven stuff in the same like yeah. night. Yeah, and and it's more just like if it's not really like if I'm not loving it or if it's just not amazing. I, I can't do it, because, but at the same token, I feel like, and I imagine you and I, um, there's more similarity between you and I than I thought as far as the way that we both operate, but people don't give us or send us average stuff. I feel like I don't really get shit beer. No, and that's the thing because... Which is fortunate. You're, fortunate. Yeah, and you know, you have the expectation, but sometimes it, it reaches your expectation. So it's, yeah. it's like, we, know we're, we, we start to know what we're getting, and then... Yeah, for example, if I have, like, we drink, like, basically every day to taste stuff. So if we want, we have a specific feel, then we drink something, we want it to be, it's not picky, it's just to make it, like, a connection with what we want and what we what we have in the fridge. Right. So once you get that spot and you said, you know what, this is a lager, it's exactly what I wanted, this is a great feeling, and then when you don't have this, it's not good. It's not because the beer is not good. It's just because it didn't fit like the momentum or the the thing you had in mind. So yeah. like that's a challenge, like to say, okay, I think I want a lager. Mm, okay, a sweet lager. It's not that one. So it's just because like it's start. But I think it's good. It's good to play with those feels and those tastes, like those tastes, and then just like starting to get to know the breweries. Like when yeah. surgeon is like launching something, you know, like you don't know exactly the taste that will have, but you know the feel that you need or the mood you need to be in to drink surgeon, for example. Mm. Like need and that changes every day. That's a really good point because it's really all about your mood. And because there's such a, vol a consistent volume of beer, it's like, what do I want right now? For me, for for both of us. There's a couple of different variables. For example, like, well, I look at the date. Oh, this is going to go soon. Well, this one obviously is not. But, like, i got to do this now. If I don't do this now, it's going to not be peak. And I'm not going to taste it how the brewery would have wanted me to taste it. And I have to take pictures of it. And if, if the color's weird, it's not going to work. If I crack it open and I, we do these one-minute beer reviews. So if I do a one-minute beer review and it's not optimal, I've never had one. Someone at my den, the Tiff's cousin, asked me like yesterday. He's like, have you ever done a one-minute beer review and then had a beer and go, this is shit? I'm like, actually, no. I've done over 200 of them. And I'm like, all right. So I'm lucky. But you have to make sure that you're in the mood for what you're in the mood for. Plus also like, this one's going to die. So, okay, I've got I to do that now and blah, blah, blah. So there's different. 
and it could be similar to you because you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna taste this beer now to make sure it's gonna fit the store before it goes to where it shouldn't go. I, I imagine that's probably a bit of a pressure you have as well, right? To exactly. And when someone comes in the store, also the same person can have different moods. Mm. And when they tell you, are you able to get the mood they're in, then you can give them the right beer for the night because sometimes they're just going to the store because they want to be right now fresh and like they want to drink it right now. So when they get home, so our main challenge also is not just to connect with the breweries and their DNA, but to connect with the mood, the global mood they're in right now, like a lager mood or like a very, very hoppy IPA, very easy stuff or a stout or mm. whatever it is. So it's, it's kind of interesting. And every time, even though it's the same kind, it's not the same profile, it's in the same mood. So it's kind of all the time very, very nice. Right. So there's a lot of like you got to determine exactly what thereafter when you do it because you've got to make sure like all right you want hoppy but there's different like you're saying there's different like there's a sir john like the jericho i was telling you about the jericho vt is this milky hot burny kind of like the masorum style but then like the nui i think it's called what was the one i said i had american nui or something like that the yeah. one you, you had I've got the one I was going to drink this podcast, but we were going to drink a Sir John. And I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the like, um, yeah. Oh, no, the Sir John you had was. Um, New yeah. American or something? I am Amsterdam. No, you oh, had that Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah IP American. Yeah, American IP. Just, it's American. New it's the last New one they've got, they've got, right? Yeah, it was like, I got it like just before I went to Gaspé. I actually went there yeah, and bought American, it. American, I don't know what it's like. Something like that. It's yeah. not, but it's, it's more like this. It wasn't yeah. like milky didn't have hot burn, a bit more approachable. So that's two different moods, even within the haze world. Like, yeah. do I want the, that hot burn that's going to like, I'm going to feel it here later? Or do I want that kind of more, you know, fruitier, lighter vibe? So, yeah, exactly. And like you mentioned as well, the sweet Pilsner versus maybe a bit more bitter Hellas Lager or something. Like, this moods within a mood. So it's really hard to even determine exactly what people want. So it's kind of good to send them away with a bit of everything. Even, even for me, it happens all the time. Like I'm tasting something like, ah, that's not what I wanted. But like, like you, we what started you being, it's not picky. It's just like we started to know like what we're in the mood for and yeah. what we want and what, what's for every day, like depending. I wonder if it's because we're exposed to so many different styles, breweries, I think it is. Like, we live Are we too picky? Yeah, because we're in it. Are we, like... I mean, I'm sure the brewers are the same situation, but are the people... Are we, like... Are we too fancy for our own good now? Like, do we all... You know, we really want this really specific taste profile, you know? Like I said, I think it's not picky because I'm always going to be so open to every taste, every everything. Like, I'm never going to say I don't want to taste it because I love my beer. No, it's not... It's just because I think we get to know ourselves more, like mm-hmm. what we want more or what we are in the mood for. And at the beginning, it's difficult because there's so much options and you get to know more those options. And then you get to say, you know what? I think this specific beer I've tasted, I want this kind. It was amazing. I need this now. And it's not that specific beer you need now, but something that's in the range of it. So it just helps me and helps you. Like I think to after that, 
know the market, know the people, know the customer. It's our job, actually. It's part yeah. of it. But if I go to a party and people has like, body out blown, like, I'll enjoy it because it's the momentum, it's the mood, it's the people, you know? So mm. it's all part of, like, where we are. And when we're at home, we're more, like, at ease to just taste everything, drown if we need it or whatever. But when I'm, in the, uh, I'm at the shop, we taste so much stuff and then we compare not because we want to know like which one is the best, but just because we want to know, okay, this just entered the market. This this is a classic. Where are we? So that's interesting. I just get more and more open every time. I think it's more that than thinking. I like that. It's more like open to more different things. You just and I guess because you're aware of so many different variants within a but style. That you like. So that's that's the main. Yeah. It's because if you taste. For example, 100 kind of pastas, you'll finally say, you know what, that's the ravioli is my thing. You know, you, you'll yeah, you need yeah. to have something that is like out of your option. Like that's better than the other options. Right. And it's not about better. You're right. You're really, really, that's, that's a really key thing. It's not about better. It's just what you're really specifically in the mood for. And that, that's yeah, really because it can about. change. Like the thing I had yesterday. <clears throat> And the thing you'll have next day, it's completely different. Completely different. It's perfect. And there's also a difference between when you're in the shop tasting things for knowledge versus when you're at home with your partner and you're chilling and you want a beer. Like that's, that's when you could be picky versus more just like you're at the shop and you're like, oh, I'll try everything right now because I need to know because it's for work versus for like relaxation. Or yeah, you can taste like age barrel stuff at work, like three things different. When I get home, I don't even want like an age barrel afterwards. I just want like my crisp Pilsner, very good, just and talk about our days, whatever. But th yeah. then that changes over time, that changes over the day. And then that 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 is my point. Like when you go to a shop and you say, I love IPAs, I just want IPAs. Okay, maybe you're often in the mood to get IPAs, maybe. But I think that it doesn't define you with your style. I think it's just your mood of right now, but mm. that it can, that, that's why I think that one human can have like so much more than a style linked to them. They can have like moods, they can have like breweries, DNA breweries, stories that breweries are telling that I say, you know what, you, I think you like that story because it looks like your story and I think like, the way they make beer, it looks like what you're telling me because we don't know everything about people, of course. But right. when they, they talk to us about, oh, I went there, I went to that brewery, I love the red ale, so I love red ales all the way. I'm like, okay, maybe you're wearing the mood and you like that because there's a reason why. So we're not like, and like we're not pulling like five hours in each person, but we're just trying to say, okay, so saying I like APAs is a thing, but trying to find what do you like? What did you like in that specific IPAs you have in mind? Because when you say, I love, like, I love red beers, red hail beers, you have something specific in mind, right? Like caramel, very malty notes or whatever. And I want to understand that specific part. Not like this type, but just like, what did you have as an experience that makes you tell me that you like red ale beers, for example? Right. And I guess that comes as well, like that, that sort of depth of knowledge comes with time. Yeah, sure, As you go sure. over time more and you get more into it, you're you going still to have know. To look, that's everything. Yeah. 
And it's never ending. That's the best part about this as well. Like, it's, are, you, are you formally, you're not formally trained in beer at all, right? I'm not. No, um, neither like... am I. So, but, but, I, but I feel like there's something that like, there is something organic about the way we've just, I've documented almost 6,000 years. Everything yeah. Like and it's just like, it's, do you know what it is? It's talking to the smart people who make it. And I'm like, I get to, because we go there, you know. We like both we do, though. Yeah. And yeah, and like you said, you ask all the questions. That's I'm seeing more parallels between us than I imagined would be so, because we had to go there and be like, "Yo, like Guillaume, Derek, what's up? Like, how you guys doing this? What's up with this? Like, boom, 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 boom." You ask all the questions. Where are the ups? Why did you choose? What's Why'd the form you taking them? Like exactly, and we get to learn more about the styles. It's almost like we're getting it by osmosis. Like we're just around them and we're sponges. And we're like, yeah, tell me about, it, tell me about, it, tell me about it. And, we and it's like every day, it's again and again. Mm, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. It's we're very fortunate. I think it's an interesting position to be in. And I never imagined it. I just never thought. I just thought it was all very like the depot owners, the beer media, the breweries, the distributors. Like everyone has their own sort of roles. But I, I didn't really think as much of the uh, that crossover. Um, that we seem to have, which is very cool, because it's it is. you know you don't you don't have to be trained to understand beer in a in a deep way. No, if you want it, and then you're interested, <clears throat> and then you put so much effort, and then it becomes kind of a key, like your career. Actually, then it yeah. it it works. Yeah, it's super dope. Do we want to do the last one? We don't have to finish it on the on air because it'll be now over two hours. This has flown by. Oh, but actually, if you want to keep it for, if like, yeah. if you want to keep it and discover it later on, it's perfect. I don't mind. If, you, if you're feeling good, then we're... Uh, I'm we're... actually very, very good and happy with this conversation. Yeah, this has been really fantastic. I kind of, I was just looking at the time. I'm like, oh, shit, is that like two and a quarter hours? Yes, it is. That is wild. Um, I love it. It's amazing. This has been fantastic, Catherine. Thank you so much. This has been like a really interesting conversation that's kind of like just got really deeper into sort of the the way that you guys approach things and I'm I've been very impressed with the way you've done stuff you know almost in a year mm-hmm. um I've been following closely I'm glad we actually connected now properly this is mm-hmm. this very cool like congratulations on everything I'm stoked that you got the second store coming um, yeah this is this is great everything you're doing for craft beer in, in Montreal and in Quebec is is phenomenal and much needed um yeah. I'm just it's really impressed too, actually because it like I think you're actually the best podcast podcast on the market and Thank the best so one of the best like beer media like out there it's cool i really appreciate it okay. like all the breweries i'm talking to you about they know you and they they know me so that's good we yeah do we have a lot of mutual like, friends yeah <laughs> it seems like we've got we, we know a lot of the same people and there's there's a lot of fantastic people in, in this montreal region um, 100%. and this province and i like i'm super proud to be here and i'm i'm it's, it's amazing everything you guys are doing seriously it's fantastic i've genuinely been i know we did we missed the initial launch but i've been paying a lot of attention and uh when we connected recently about doing this i was like yes this is this is perfect to do this particularly because of your online stories just out of control and now it's even more impressive knowing it's not a cut and paste spot uh shopify store it's actually something you've, you've you know custom developed and you've invested that infrastructure and it shows, like the quality of everything shows. And you know, having having this glorious thing come to the door with ice cold beer is ridiculous. Like it, it shouldn't even be possible. But here we are. It's beautiful. So 
Congratulations on everything. I love everything you're doing. Thank you so much. Where can everybody find Cheers online and in real life? Uh, of course, Instagram. We are all the way on it. Uh, BoutiqueCheers.com is the main website where you can order or whatever. And when we have the boutique in the south on Wellington, and then we'll have the new one in Plateau. So when does that open? Can you tell? September 15, 20, around that. It'll be like our first anniversary. We okay. open a second store, so that's pretty amazing. That is so crazy. Within one year, opening a second store, like that's wild. Yeah, yeah we're pretty happy and proud. You need to be proud. You deserve it. That's amazing. All success. Anything you ever need from us, let me know. Our platform will. Same here. Same here. Yeah, I love it. Let's if you want, let's we can do this. Let's do this more often. Let's uh, if anything we could push out through our stuff. Please let let me know. More than happy. Um, I appreciate you. So guys, please make sure you go check out. Cheers. You know, just before we finish, I'm gonna take the thumbnail because I want to do it online. So I'm gonna do a screenshot of the thing. I'm gonna hold the beers that we drank. One, two. Do you want to hold them? You can if you want. You don't have to. Okay, so you will do a screenshot. I will hold these three like this. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go shift command four. Okay. Ah, come on, come on, come on. There we go. Whoop, there we go. Ready? Did we get it? We got it. That's perfect. Awesome. I love it. So stay on the line. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the podcast part. Then we'll wrap up the live. Then we'll wrap up the Skype. Three, three parts. <laughs> um, so guys, please make sure you go follow Catherine and uh, Cheers everywhere online. If you guys enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio so you can hear incredibly amazing people like Catherine talk about craft beer here in Quebec. That is it, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>